Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the wonderfully talented Matt Waters. Now, Matt is a uh, Ohio boy, a fellow Ohio boy. He is from Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, I had such a great conversation with him. Matt, uh, uh, he's younger than me, but he talks like he's like 80. I don't know. No offense, Matt, but yeah, I don't want to throw back to the old trope or cliche of of Matt is an old soul but Matt is for real an old soul like <laughs> very wise and you know what like there was one point in this conversation where I was having trouble interpreting what the chat was talking about and I uh, it, Matt knew exactly what they were talking about and sometimes I have a hard time inter uh, uh, internalizing things when i'm on the spot my adhd or whatever it is is just it keeps me from breaking through to the other side in comprehension sometimes so uh it's annoying it's annoying it's one of those annoying things but it happens it happens to the best of us matt waters is a wonderful 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 um performer he has he's a funk fusion master he has a new single out called impatient and he has a new album coming out it uh, i believe in february or is it the end of january it's coming out soon the links are in the show notes i would appreciate if everyone would go down there and click away and, and get yourself some matt waters and uh he, you can find him at instagram.com slash matt waters music and that's uh, m-a-t-t w-a-t-e-r-s music go get yourself some matt we'll bring matt on the show coming up here shortly but first go to randommystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and go check out the latest single <laughs> the titty jiggle uh Raina has re-released the titty jiggle by popular demand it's back folks so go check it out. Uh, I'll try. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Go go and click on it because it's funny. Um, actually, today, the day that I'm recording this, I'm supposed to be releasing a new song called Hierarchy, but CD Baby is fucking me. So I'm trying to figure this out. The, the, it's just annoying. I'm so annoyed. Moving on, <clears throat> Rain at Mystique streams on Twitch as well as releasing uh, very, very titillating music. She streams on Twitch four days a week, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mondays through Thursdays. She's supposed to be streaming right now, but we have family coming in town from California, so she's on her way back from the airport. She might actually stream. I don't know. That would be cool if she did. Moving forward, if you are... A fan of the show please go check out the twitch stream it's it's i don't know what you're doing why aren't you doing this yet come on over it's a good freaking time we have a, a live guest you can be a part of the conversation sometimes we do music streams we do all kinds of fun shit over there that you're just not gonna see over or hear on this 
side of the podcast. So come be a part of the conversation. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. And uh, we stream Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, tune in, guys. It's a good time if you like the show. Uh, you can also go check out the new video for Hierarchy because the single's not out yet. So go check out the video. The video's in the show notes. Go check it out. Uh, we released it last Friday, and it was a labor of love. And there's like 100 views on YouTube. I stopped promoting it. I just... I'm not going to be in everybody's DM. Look at my video, everybody. I hate that shit. So I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not great at promoting myself like that. But hey, that's how it goes. That's what my Twitch stream is for. I do that on the Twitch stream. What, what, What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, go like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the whole gambit. Go go get some. All the links are in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, which, by the way, everybody, you got to watch out for this YouTube because I'm starting to take shit down. So if you like the tutorials of the YouTube Go get them now because I'm put, I'm shifting everything over to TakeLessons.com. So we'll get there in a second. But first, yeah, go subscribe to me on YouTube and or uh, Twitch because that's a good time. You can also review the show. This is a very free and easy thing you could do. If you uh, on Spotify, they've added a, a star system. So please give us a five star rating if you like the show. Uh, and if you like to, if you're on Apple iTunes or anywhere you can leave a review, please leave a written review or a five star rating, and we'll try to read them on the air. On the air, we'll try to read them on the air, man. I don't know what accent that was. <sighs> I feel like I've offended a whole nation right now. I'll let you guys decide who. We are now uh, officially on TakeLessons.com. We are releasing videos. We're going to be doing podcast lessons we got a whole thing planned we're going to be doing courses over there go over to my profile there's a link in the show notes go to takelessons.com for your chance to get a 30-day free trial of take lessons live which it's 20 bucks a month and you pretty much get to take any classes you want you could take voice lessons piano lessons you could take yoga you could take meditation you could take different languages different studies it's freaking awesome with trained professionals like myself you can take podcasting one-on-one and i'm going to be starting to fire up the live sessions here soon so we'll be doing group classes and all that jazz and if you like the tutorials like i was mentioning the tutorials are shifting over to take lessons so they will be off to uh, youtube because fuck youtube okay and <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we're going to... I'm sorry, that was rude. I'm in the middle of an ad here, and I'm just like, fuck YouTube. So go check out TakeLessons.com, and the link is in the in the show notes for a free trial, uh, for a 30-day free trial. Go get yourself some fucking more education in your life. Go do it. Go be smarter. Well, you can also check out Famera app. I am me and my lovely wife are on Famera. We do a weekly show called The Pop Culture Pop Off, where we talk about all things pop culture from celebrities, rappers, lip injections, and all that jazz. So go get yourself some Pop Culture Pop Off only on Famera app. Go and check it out. The link is in the show notes. It's only for iOS users. So it's a fun new platform where you get to hang out in different environments, fun environments, and you can also stream 
live stream your own content on there using the the what what is that called the the facetime network there it is so go check out Fumera app link in the show notes oh my god if you want to support the show monetarily please go and buy some t-shirts and shit at our threadless store we speak english good at threadless.com i'm sorry no it's we speak english good dot threadless.com go get yourself a t-shirt it's a good time i love you guys all right let's jump on into this conversation i got i got the refrigerator guy coming i got a whole slew of kids and family coming so here we go guys let's jump on over to matt waters and uh and let's go, go let's dive in let's let's get into a deep dive also before we go 400th episode is coming out next week with john sparrow of the violent femmes so check it out we're gonna have a femme on the show john is coming actually back on the show he's the 400th episode and i couldn't be more excited so come on over it's gonna be a good time next week is our 400th episode so come on let's do it with the violent femme all right guys let's jump on over to matt waters WWE fan, man. I, I heard you on a different episode. I, I, I just popped into a different episode to see what kind of conversations this was. And y'all were just talking about Ric Flair off the bat. And I was like, all right. Yeah, we were you right a into- WWF kid? I was. I was a, a kid, not a, an adult. Uh, even though I am wearing a wrestling WrestleMania shirt with the Ultimate Warrior on it. Uh, I, I I do not pay attention to it anymore. I'm not really much of a fan anymore. So it's no, uh, it's gone to shit. I mean, Vince McMahon <laughs> has lost his eye for characters. <laughs> really has kind of shit man yeah no i i don't uh yeah i don't i don't watch anymore but you know it's fun and like the memories and the nostalgia of it is just it's really fun for me so of course i had to incorporate it into my silly little show it's like hey there you go there's there we go (laughs) what's up behind that suit welcome in my friend uh if anybody didn't know behind that suit was actually the one rapping on that video so go and follow him and bonnie you know what to do give give some love to our boy uh, behind that suit. Uh, anyways, Matt, thank you again for coming on. Uh, how, Happy how, to you, brother. Uh, how was your day, man? How was your morning? Is this early for you? I'm not sure if this is early for you. It's it's relatively early. So I, I got a Sunday gig that I do every week till about 11 o'clock. I came home, I shoveled some snow, I worked on some mixes. So wow. I got up prior on like 10 and got grooving with it, made some breakfast. Nice. So nice. this is a great way to kick it off, man. Yeah, why not? Why not? You get on get on the internet and talk about yourself, right? It's like that. Yeah, re-download <laughs> Zoom and figure out what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> Dude, I know Zoom is such a is such a trip these days, but uh, it, it it integrates really well with my calendar. So I just it, it works, it works. Yeah, um, dude. So you're out there touring like crazy, right? I mean, it's like you're doing gigs, you're you're hitting up different parts of the region, and uh, I'm yeah. just I'm just curious on how it's going and like how how you know if you've seen. I, I know Ohio, we. You know, we have a little bit of restrictions, but compared to some of these different states, how is the COVID restrictions on your tour and how is that affecting what you're doing and how you're going forward with your with your uh, travels and stuff? Yeah, well, we've been like we've been adamant about getting back on the road, Mm -hmm. you know, since 2020 in the the summer aspects of it. It's like, 
you know, where there were restrictions, we really just avoided. We kind of went to the Carolinas for a little bit nice. and just found ourselves around more lax situations so we could mm. continue to do our thing. But um, it hasn't really affected this year too much. Like, obviously, it's it's very prevalent and you hope people are staying stay safe and healthy on their end. But it's not something that that we necessarily uh, put a lot of focus towards. If a show gets canceled, because that's a bummer. But right. get contracts in place, do what you got to do for that. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there hasn't been really any. It, I, I think that's smart. I think that that you're seeing that with a lot of music. Is that something that you're seeing with a lot of your friends in the scene down there, where they're like going to places that sort of are don't have the restrictions that maybe some of these East Coast and West Coast cities have? You know, I there's not a lot of bands out of Cincy right now that are that are touring as much just because of the circumstances. Yeah. And I think it's like this has been a. Um, a growing year, growing two years for a lot of folks and kind of getting your team back together and planning those things has been uh, logistically heavy. But, yeah. you know, one of my best friends and my tour manager just moved to Cincinnati probably about five months ago from New Hampshire. So we've really been hitting the ground running and, and getting this schedule together for 2022 nice. and just kind of focusing on why we like to go on the road and what's important about it. So, yeah. what Why do you like going on the road? What What is important about it, Matt Waters? Well, I think you can spend all the time in the world trying to figure out how you get in front of an Instagram algorithm or a Twitter algorithm or something like that. But at the end of the day, like entertainment is best live. I want this to be like, I want it to be tangible. I want to be sitting in front of you bringing these songs to you. So it's important to me that not only do we do that on a regular basis, you know, you kind of keep your reps up and you keep that that day to day practice in. But finding new audiences to play it for and, and seeing what markets enjoy certain aspects of your songwriting or certain configurations of the band. Like some places I just tour solo acoustic, some places they want to see the seven piece with the horn section. So, you know, logistically, I got to figure that shit out and get back to them. Yeah, no, a, a, a horn section, a seven piece, bro. What is that like? Because I, I tour with a, a reggae band and so I, I know... I know what it's like because like funk, I know funk and reggae are different are on different spectrum, but I feel like they're both a vibe, right? They're both a feel. Sure. And like, uh, and they both come with like 50 members in the band. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, there's some parallels with it. And uh, traveling with that many people trying to make that kind of, uh, what what are the challenges that you're facing with that, man? I mean, I, 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 is it, and, and it's. It, I mean, obviously, there's money out there, and like right now in Toledo, it's not a great place to be a working musician. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just it's a small town, also. But also, <clears throat> I mean, when I first moved back here from San Diego, like it, it was popping, and you could work here. And I'm probably you probably worked up here a few, you know, over the years. You work up here probably often. Yeah. So uh, when I first got back here, oh thank my you. God. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much for that host, my friend. And how you doing, buddy? I hope you're doing all right. No worries. Thank you for the lurk, my friend. Uh, yeah, so when you're, uh, when you're with the logistics of traveling with, like, you know, with the horns and the percussion and all that stuff, you know, what, what are you facing, especially right now when I, I, you know, I know that you're, there is money out there, but like, in this in this environment, what are what are the logistics that you're facing, and, and the and the things you have to overcome right now? Well, we we try to be upfront with like especially the venues mm -hmm. or you know clients that are bringing us in for private parties, whatever it be. Like, here's the main configurations we can do. Here's the budget for each of those, yeah. and it's like we can only do so much within certain confines. 
But then if, if there is a budget for it, it's really just the space and the travel of these guys. Like most of these cats are a little bit older than me. Mm. So they got families, they got wives and whatnot. Right. And it's like the last thing I want to do is be on the uh, the the bad side of of one of the wives or one of the band members. Like yeah, I want right. them to think that everyone's having a good time. So I got to make sure everyone's cool with that. Yeah. But um. You know, just playing things far enough out in advance and having people to come in and check things out, just making sure that we're keeping up with everyone knows when we're leaving, everyone knows when we're getting there, everyone knows when we're coming home, when showtime starts. So I'm horrible at that shit. So I try to hand off the itinerary stuff to like other people that are within the um, the atmosphere of the band and yeah. want to help out. Yeah. And yeah, just keeping up with the charts and everything like that. So people walk in, they know what they're playing and all that too. Right, right, right. Y- yeah, that's a lot to manage, man. And especially you, you, uh, you travel and you market, and your your whole act is under your name. So like having sure. that much pressure and 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 all of that sort of weighing in on you is what? It, how do you manage that? How do you manage your time? How do you manage these pressures of being the front man? Well, the front man thing, I, I've always, uh, you know, kind of been pushed uh, to take ownership of your own project and 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 have that freedom as a band leader because. When it is um when it is a band per se, you're you're stuck with uh your your three or four guys that are in the band and making sure that everyone's come to a consensus on things versus as kind of a, a one man show, I, I contract in my players. We have a roster of like twenty guys throughout the country. So depending on where we are, um certain people are getting those calls. Or obviously there's guys that are um, you know, more frequently calling the list because they've really put the time in on on my catalog of music. But um, just trying to stay flexible and, and not being so um, rigid about who needs to be there for what. It kind of just it works out for what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how, do, you, do you have a rigorous practice schedule with your band or do you guys have it so it's sort of like everything's sort of charted, everybody has a feel and you guys can just kind of show up and, you know, maybe you know run a couple songs and your guys are back at it is it one of those kind of things or are you guys are you very stringent and you, you just you know you, come on guys let's go you know like we're doing it man i i try to try to look at like the 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 funk and soul like icons before and like it's it's all visual and verbal cues on mm-hmm. stage like outside of that like learn the songs and learn how you're going to go about it but like every bass player is going to have a different touch on on this chorus and how they like to go about it or like yeah. God forbid when it comes to like a solo section, like I don't know how long it's gonna go. Like, let's take the freedom and see where these guys want to end up at. Right. So yeah. It's it's a little bit more flexible than that. I normally send out like I have a folder of of bounces from rehearsals when we do get together. Like we normally get together the day before we go on a run or something mm-hmm. like that. Or, you know, if we have a big show, like we have a live album coming up in, in March in, that we're gonna record here in Cincy, we probably got four or five rehearsals for that where we're really charting things out and kind of refining the set list a little bit more. Yeah. But for the live show with four hours of material, it's like, here's what we could be calling. I don't know when we're calling it. Just make sure you know the tunes. If you need charts, let me know. I'll get you charts. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 that's it. Hey, Skittle, welcome. Good to see you, Skittle Farts. Welcome in. Appreciate you being here. <laughs> Skittle Farts is an awesome name. Yeah, I agree. Skittle Farts is probably one one of the one of my favorite names in here, and and they are an amazing human being as well. So Skittle Farts, welcome, and a very talented streamer. Can we get a shout out for Skittle Farts, please? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love, I love. You got PNGs for this? <laughs> we got, we got uh, let me see. Give what do a I, shout out. I don't have a shout out. We have this. 
Oh. All right. <laughs> there you go, Skittle Farts. Avoid that. Uh, oh shit. You earned this. You earned this, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's it's unfortunate that I have nothing that's like positive except for this. That's like the positive thing. I have this. I'm just running through my toys with you here. I got canceled. I'm cool with that. Oh, canceled is a brutal one, man. Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> Brought to you we got this Pfizer. one. This is a fan favorite. Fuck you. Pay me. Uh oh, that. They're everywhere. Um, yeah. I saw a Pfizer commercial yesterday. I was like, what's going on here? Like, y'all have... <laughs> Y'all have way too much going on to be caring about your slots, but whatever. Have you have you seen that video of like all the things that Pfizer sponsors? Like, it, no, it's like it's. Hold on, we're gonna we're okay. It's just it's. Feel free, take us on the journey, brother. <laughs> it's just, uh, um, yeah. Pfizer sponsors everything. That's what it's called. <laughs> It's 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 really freaky, honestly. Hold on. Good let's, morning, America. Hold on. Let's 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 all take a journey over to uh, to see what's going on in the land of Pfizer here. Um, and then where's my guest at? I have a guest. Wait, where's my guest? Boom! There he is. There I am, baby. All right, guys. Let's all take a look at uh, this wonderful uh, compilation. Oh, uh, Ray Ravenson five fifty five. Thank you so much for that follow. I appreciate you. Oh my God! Thank you, friend. That means a lot to me. I was anxious. Yo, you killed it, Skittles. You killed it. Thank you so much for that amazing performance, and uh, also, uh, you know. All the people that were participating in Ant's uh, raid train, it was amazing, and it was so fun to hang out with all you guys. Like, Kelly killed it, Skittle killed it, Raina killed it. So that was such a fun thing, and, um, you know, Ant, you know, uh, condolences to you and your family, my friend. I hope uh, you guys are getting through, and I hope whatever we were able to raise was is going to help in all the, the final decisions that uh, come along with what's going on with you. Uh, all right, let's watch. Let's watch Pfizer now. Hey. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you uh, by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. On, Today's countdown to the Come Royal on, Wedding is brought Come to you on, by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find uh, I wonder how long this goes. The American that, okay, family it's diet. Over. Sponsored by Pfizer. Makes Moderna feel like Big K. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> right? Walgreens right. brand shit, man. This, I don't know what their expenses look like, but like they obviously made room in the budget to get this push. Come on, they. I think most of their budget is is uh, it, it goes into. I think that their most of their budget goes into advertising more than even in like research and development. I, I'm, don't quote me on that, but that's that 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 feels right. Right. That feels right. <laughs> I mean, just to add some credibility, put some numbers on there and start telling people. It's going to blow some minds out there, bro. <laughs> it's like, you know that 85% of Pfizer's budget goes to advertising? We're now all... that's going to get quoted on. Give a roughly. Now you're in the clear. I yeah, mean, uh, everything's <laughs> Roughly 80% of everything that Pfizer makes goes directly back in advertising. Did you know that? Did, did you now? 
you know, people learn slowly that your health is a priority, but but you got to get together on your own, right? Don't be listening to Stephanopoulos about what you should yeah. do. Come on. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and what's interesting now, you know, and uh, is that we're finding out that health is really imperative in this time of uh, especially in the pandemic. You know, it's a we're finding out now, you know, just recently how big of a difference that the comorbidities make. And so mm -hmm. uh, it is important to uh, exercise and get out there. Are you uh, do you exercise? Are you uh, are you a physical guy? You look like you yeah. can jump around a lot on stage and get wild. So, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, playing the normal sports. I was a football and a volleyball kid, but uh, eventually I got out of all that. And I've really just gone to strictly yoga. So oh, I, wow. I do a lot of yoga at home. I keep my mat with me most of the time, and mat, that mat. tends to be enough for me because, like, I got I got friends that are doing the bodybuilding thing. I'm yeah. like, you're gonna end up being a weird looking six year old. I'm gonna tell you that now. Like, I just want to make sure I can touch my toes when I'm in my later fifties. <laughs> no, but I, you wanna, go ahead, please. Oh, when it comes to the stage stuff, it's like, you know, you, you got to be comfortable on your feet. You can't be walking around here and have all the uh, the the creaks and cracks that come along with spending a lot of time in a, a Toyota Highlander with all your <laughs> shit, you know? Like, yeah, that shit sucks, dude. It's like It does. Yeah, it does. And it's exhausting. You travel all day and, and you get to a place and then you have to turn on. It's like you travel yeah. all day and you're all like weird from the road and you're just like, okay, it's time to go. Let's go, guys. It, it's a weird moment in time, but it's also one of those things that, like, you, you practice it every day. You know, how do you get your mind right? Whether you got 20 minutes in the car or you got an 11-hour drive and a four-hour straight set. It's like, yeah. it, it can be brutal conditions at times. So, so realizing what what kind of um, prepares yourself in terms of, like, just your physicality, whether it's drinking water enough parts of the day or, or getting that stretch in before. Yeah. You know, like, I've realized so much about warming up my voice and things like that just wearing it out real quickly because i'm sitting in a car all day just drinking a coca-cola or something like that <laughs> yeah like no it, it is interesting how much um you know if you're paying attention how much goes into a performance and 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 you know like especially circumventing and trying to mitigate travel and like environment and just yeah because you're traveling and, and like you could be traveling through the desert or you could be traveling through the snow you could be traveling through any kind of environment and your your voice your hands your your whole body has to sort of endure that and no one takes that into consideration you know before you have to go and and give your entire soul to the people is like the the travels and the and the and, and what goes into to getting there and doing that and um yeah you you have to sort of learn how to mitigate those those things so like what what's sort of a what's like a how do you manage like your voice and like especially if you're doing like these long runs how do you what are the sort of things that you do to sort of make sure that you're able to get on stage and give it your all and be at peak performance every night I think just having like a, an easy like 10 to 15 minute warm-up is super crucial in terms of like Letting those muscles know how to function yeah. without having to to push for certain notes. Like I switched to in ears probably about three or four years ago, and mm. I've had a lot of help from from some friends over at Sure, just making sure that it gets dialed in right. Because because that saves your voice so much. If you're going up there and you've a, a floor monitor that you just can't hear over right. some drunks, it's like <laughs> you are gonna blow your voice out and, and end up sounding like shit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And so um. Just learning like the delicacies of that process. Or one thing that I really appreciate about a yoga practice is one, I can do it from my phone. Just pull it up on YouTube. It doesn't take anything more than a mat and some blocks. Yeah. But uh, it makes me very aware very quickly that 
I'm holding tension in this part of my neck or I have some knots in my back. They're preventing me from taking deep enough breaths to really, you know, get the fullness out of my voice. And so I, th- I think just checking in with yourself more often than not as you're trying to, to get through a four or five day run. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, because checking in with yourself—that that that that's really close to to mindfulness. Are you a are you a meditator at all? Uh, I, I know yoga is a type of meditation, but are you? A, yeah. Are you? A, well, I, I'll find it at the end of a practice, but it's not something I specifically go for. You mm-hmm. know, I I think at at the end of the most practices, you're just gonna pretty much lay there and have your instructor walk you through a couple of thought processes yeah. and those things. You know, they might carry his intentions throughout the day, and I try to share uh, whatever my my practice's intention is most days, just to remind people that we we all kind of deserve that space, especially before you get into, you know, what's on your to do list. What are the the weights of your day that really just got to get knocked off this list? Reminding yourself that you're just using this vehicle to the best of its ability to enjoy this life that we get to live, and it is not something you are promised every day. It is something that you um. You take gratefully that you earn throughout the process, and you uh, make the most of. Yeah, yeah. That, is this uh, is this something that you've always sort of practiced, or is this something that you've had to f- discover over time and, and make mistakes and get there? Or, or is this something that you sort of was like you saw early on, and you were like, I, I should just follow this path? I mean, because it's really interesting to me when young people, like at a young age, know recognize something, and then they make that change right away. And then they just stick to it. And that's like when you see artists just like, oh, I was getting out of control with alcohol. So I cut that off at 20. And I'm just like, you mm-hmm. stopped drinking at 20? Like to me in my brain, like at 20, I was like just getting started on my alcohol addiction. So it's like, you know, like they saw this issue and they handled it and they just went forward. And that's how they do it. Like you see like like Jack White is a good example of someone who was just like, I saw the pitfalls of what this could be. So like at a young age, I just didn't hang out. I didn't party. I went to the hotel room and I did work and that's it it's like so is that something that you sort of recognized early on or is that something you had to stumble into it's something i found during the pandemic just with, wow. with time on my hands and and need to do something physical with that time like mm. like honestly uh i i was trying to to push you know probably at the same pace that i'm at now but maybe a little bit more on the the live shows before the pandemic and it was a nice reminder that uh, my output as an artist is is the most important thing to me. You know, having yeah. time to not only write the songs, but to refine the songs, to let them come to life. You know, I'm sure you've experienced where like you you write something and you don't know what it means until you get a couple of weeks into playing it out. Mm-hmm. And, and that line's like, that's the one that resonates. So let's start to recraft around this. Yeah. Uh, yoga was kind of similar to that, where it's like, I just need to work out for a day. And it worked really well that day, like this specific part of it or this part of the practice was starting to enable me just to feel better to feel like i've gotten in my own skin a little bit more so it became a a daily part of my habit and something that's continued on for the last year and a half two years now that's awesome yeah the the pandemic i think was a wake-up call for a lot of people to start taking you know taking better care of themselves or you know mentally or physically whoa what was that process like for you you know like from the start i mean like how was when you, when the pandemic first started, I imagine you know when you lost all your gigs, like all of us did. You know what, what was your initial reaction, and how did you sort of work through it? It was it was heartbreaking because yeah. I had just come out of um, a really difficult relationship with a producer oh, who wow. had just kind of shelved uh, you know an, an album's worth of material, and and we had to go through a legal process oh. that was just 
very costly and it, it's a bummer of a situation but you know i'd planned a tour hoping to go out still play the material that i had been planning on uh-huh. and and hopefully just be able to connect with fans and kind of tell them what's going on on a one-to-one basis right so to kind of pull back from that it was like you know it was a what the fuck am i doing with my life kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only 25 but i just graduated and i had a lot of friends that we're working from home and doing okay with that. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to um, to make these records myself. So I just started digging into logic and investing in my home studio and, and very gratefully getting a lot of the equipment that I needed before that. So it, it just became like this um, this time of seclusion and, and reflection and figuring out what my new process was going to be. Yeah, And it's actually, it, it worked out great. So this, this new single that I dropped and this new EP is kind of like the first batch of self-produced tunes and self-recorded stuff oh, so that's rad that's right it sounds yeah. really good man i it, Thanks, like brother. it really it really does sound like you uh you know you went and learned so so when you went into learning recording process did you um were you just learning how to do the capture and sort of how to use the daws or or were you uh or, or did you like go all in and like learn mixing mastering and, and get into all that stuff that's stuff that I, I really do just delegate knowing that yeah. like everyone has their sonic th- thumbprint. For sure. And there's certain nuances that I'm not going to pick up in the first two years of doing it that someone that's a decade into this is going to be able to pick you know pretty quickly out of a mix and, and start to kind of refine the, the project at large. So I think in time I will invest in that, but it was more about the capture. Yeah. yeah. And it was more about like, how does the DAW play into the creative process yeah. that I don't have right now with the band? Right. So, you know, learning how to program drums and, and, and what makes a groove sit for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how do I like my horn parts to come off? And, yeah. and ha- how the fuck do I play anything with a flat on, on a keyboard? Like, what are these black keys for, man? Like, just going through that. <laughs> hell again. You know? Yeah. So, wow. You, that's, that's a lot, man. Like that right there is, is a lot, but you know, when you have nothing going on, what else are you doing but learning new exactly. stuff? So that uh, and, and like I was writing every day, and I, I think that's a, a a great habit to be in. If you can get a thought out a day, even if it sucks, you you've worked the muscle. So when you yes. get a muse in your life, you get the right fuel of inspiration. You know, now we're off to the races, and good things are happening. Yes, yes. Um, what what is it? What is it? what is the feeling I'm, I'm trying to think how to word this what is it for you that triggers that like this is this is something that this is something worth capturing it or this is like what is it that sort of is like this is it you know like what 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 flags sort of go up i i think the what i always look for is like is it an earworm like mm-hmm. can i get this in somebody's head for you know at least an hour after the show yeah and, yeah. and most of the time i need that kind of external feedback to know because mm. i'd rather just keep writing keep moving I'm, I'm not the ultimate judge of is this valuable like i'll write right. songs for me right but most of the time it turns out if someone really doesn't like that song it's probably not that great you right. know like you, your friends are brutally honest like I, I had a best friend in high school who was like the first person to be like hey you got one good song it's not that good <laughs> you got one good song and i was like shit man you mean that like 
You know, it's it's brutal, but someone's got to tell you. You need those friends. You need those yeah, friends. Those for friends sure. keep those friends close and near and dear to you, unless they're being malicious about it, and then you got to like discern. But but most of the time, if they're your friend, you know the difference between someone being malicious and someone just being honest. And and if someone's just like that sucks, and like they're your true friend, it's like well, you need to keep that friend because that person's gonna keep you on the on the straight and narrow for a long time and time to come. Absolutely. Uh, the I you know I I don't mean to pick at old wounds here, but I'm just curious on like what what was the issues with the producer and and were you ever able to resolve that? So we we were able to to settle mm-hmm. and and move on with both of our lives and you know this is someone that I I, I cared deeply for and I I feel like that is mutual so I can only wish them the best of luck in what they do now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know you, if you spend too much time in front of a doll with with audio files and you keep contorting and contorting you will find yourself like insatiable to what is good enough and mm. what actually happened in there right so it, it was probably just a little bit too much time uh you know manipulating what i was trying to put out there yeah and eventually becoming dissatisfied with that and then once there's dissatisfaction with the way the songs were coming together uh, i just started harboring kind of resentment and, and the process got longer and longer until, you know, a- after a certain number of sessions on a certain songs saying, hey, uh, I don't think this is, is going the right direction. And then being told that it's going to get shelved or having someone throw out a, an irrational number to you for how much they want for, yeah. you know, the, the work that they put in and just having to, to pivot and, and, and cut people out of your life when a, a certain situation goes toxic. Yeah. And that sucks. That really does suck. And you said that you've had a history with this person. You had a history with this yeah. producer. I, I had two to three years of, of really good work with this person. But mm. it was just kind of the last project that we had worked on. Um, started to carry in issues that the smaller problems from those two to three years that just became one large meltdown Oof. at the end. Yeah. So very grateful that um, I was able to get out of that situation and and, and retain publishing rights for music that I really cared for as an artist. And I know I had um, made an impact for the the small number of fans that I did have at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've spent the last year kind of going through that catalog of music that was wrapped up in this and starting to pick things out and work on them. And, and Impatience, one of those songs that mm-hmm. for a while I'm like, okay, I don't think I'll ever get to release that. I don't think I'll ever get to record that song. Wow. So start writing again and move on and accept that you can't you can't be gripping at um at intangibles to to make you happy you kind of just need to move on without them and it was uh it was a big learning experience for sure yeah yeah definitely man is well what you know what are what what is the biggest thing that you learned from it though? like what you you know it being a a learning experience what is the thing that the 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 big idea that you took away. Yeah, I, I think like transparency to an ex- excessive extent. <laughs> um, you know, I was yeah. talking about being a band leader. You know, I, I prefer to have this all under uh, under one kind of um, one direction. So I'm not going to everyone and having to ask opinions on what we're doing. I can make executive decision and go that route. And if guys choose that it's not for them, they're welcome to step away at any point in time. And and having that kind of comfortability and having paperwork in place so that everyone feels like their best interests are taken care of, that everyone's fairly compensated for their work. 
and that that no one's wondering when they're going to get rich from this you know mm. like this is a, a pursuit that i see myself doing for the rest of my life because it is it is who i am it is uh, a vocation more than it is a career it's it's the ultimate joy for me yeah so i'll, I'll bear that risk of whenever i can make a living at it and I, I make a decent living at it right now but you know everyone everyone wants to be able to to have a nice house one day and retire and do those kind of things yeah but you don't need someone uh, wondering why they're not waking up a millionaire in your circle. <laughs> right, right. It's like as long as you know where we're at at all times, everybody's knowing. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. That makes a lot of sense, and I'm, I completely agree with that. There shouldn't be any sort of secret things happening, you know. Like it should be all out there so everyone knows exactly where we're at. And yeah. <laughs> like you said, it's like no one's wondering why they're not rich. It's like. Or, or like what, when they're going to be rich. It's like, yo, you see the you see the numbers. They're right there. Everything's right there for you. And exactly. Uh, and you and you'll never guess. Exactly, you'll never guess. And you know, I think some of it's a there's an old way of thinking here that we're in a very like uh, gig economy kind of style for the the artists and the mm. musicians of this community because streaming is this section of your revenue. Then you have your merchandising. Then you have your live revenue. Um, you need to know what expenses turn that wheel and and why you do them. But if you're expecting a, a buyout, you know, if you're expecting a label to come in and give you a big advance, right. know that that event uh, advance is eventually going to come out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. And this is not going to um, this is not going to be a get rich quick scheme. No. You know, you're not selling a uh, cut co. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you mentioned, you know, that this is a vocation for you. Can you kind of explain that more and go into a little bit more of what what you what you mean about that this is not a career, this is a vocation? It, it's it's just something that, you know, I I've been playing guitar since I was 9, mm -hmm. and I think from that age it's been the the happiest choice of my life uh has been learning how to take experiences and and anything from pains and pleasures and putting them into this music and then sharing it with people. It makes me feel like, like I have a purpose and I feel like there's so many of my, uh, my college friends that are, you know, making decent money, but don't feel the impact of the job they do. And, and even if this is a starving artist situation, uh, I, I'm grateful that I don't wake up every day and wonder why I do it. Sorry, man. I hit. You're fine, brother. <laughs> I, I was expected to get a shout out going on in there. Do whatever you got to do. Once again, <laughs> there you go. the king of graphics. Hey, baby. <laughs> no, I interrupted what you say. You were saying some really good shit, and I hit the butt wrong, and now it's all it's, <laughs> it's over. I fucked it all up. No, you're fine, brother. Vision GC, welcome in. Welcome in. What's your take on the Great Reset? There you go. Well, there's a question from the from the chat, but please finish your thought before we get into that. <laughs> Well, let's just use it as a segue. It's sure. Like if if we knew the world was going to end tomorrow, mm. everyone else would have to stop what they were doing and change shit up. Versus, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident that I probably just go play whatever my last show was going to be, have a good ass time doing it, and yeah. let this thing you know blow up like the rocket is. Like it's yeah, not Dwayne the Rock. I, I I believe that he has a great future ahead of him, and he'll probably survive the reset. He will. But for the rest of us, I mean, whatever happens in the Ice Age happens. <laughs> Um, I think I think what Vision is referencing is not necessarily the end of the world. Uh, they're, I think they're hitting on what they're saying about the what the World Economic Forum is talking about, or is that what they're called? Ooh. This is more of a like a, 
this is more like an elite sort of conspiracy theory. Uh, okay. But but not, not really because uh, it's the World Economic Forum and they're sort of talking about the Great Reset and what it means and uh, talking about like how digital currency is going to take over. And it's basically, I don't know if you're familiar with what the World Economic Forum does and stuff, but like... There was a, there, a before. I didn't mean for it to go here. Vision brought it up, and, and I'm just gonna. Hey, I'm let's blame, do it, brother. Don't worry. I'm about blaming Vision on this one. <laughs> here, let, let's just pull it up. We might as well just look at it. The the yeah. the Great Reset. Um, uh, w is it the World Health Organization? Yeah, I know Vision. <laughs> quote unquote conspiracy. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I the great reset. Hold on, let's let's just look at what Google has to say about. It. I'm sure that's some yeah some some good information. <laughs> Google always has the good stuff. Uh, the great reset was the name of the 50th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum uh, held in June 2020. It brought together high profile business and political leaders convened by Charles Prince of Wales and the WEF with uh, the theme of rebuilding society and the economy following the COVID-19 pandemic. And so. Like uh, bef- right before the pandemic hit, the, they were running. Um, they were running. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, simulations on if a pandemic struck, what would happen? Like ah. it, it was like a month before the like stuff started showing up in China and stuff. So so there's like you know there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on, and they're also starting to do these weird. Uh, um, these weird simulations now where they're talking about cyber attacks, worldwide cyber attacks. Now, oh, instead of the Great Reset, it's going to be the Great Narrative. Vision, have you heard of the Great Narrative yet? No. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was talking to Vision, Matt. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> Uh, the great narrative is a continuation of the great uh, of the great reset. The great narrative, which is off of uh, an old philosophy called the grand narrative, um, I can't remember who did that. Um, narrative. Let's see if that comes up. The great narrative, the great reset, book two. Isn't that nice? <laughs> they have whole books uh, here. You know, in is. the apocalypse, you'll only get the Kindle edition. So you might as well buy that now. <laughs> So the great narrative is going to be another world, uh, another like world leaders are going to come together. Uh, billionaires are coming together. They're all going to make decisions. It's all happening in Dubai in November uh, 10th through the 13th. It's just very weird. It's called the Davos Agenda. Look, I mean, you can watch it live right now. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah, this this sounds crazy. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure it's a banging party. Yeah. I definitely didn't get the invite. I definitely don't have the credentials for this shit. We don't, we, 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 me and you, Matt, will, probably will never be invited to this. But that's because we're Ohio boys. We got to have our own meetings, man. Exactly. Like, exactly. We have our own meetings on Twitch like this. This is, <laughs> I'm not saying we start the cyber attack, but at least <laughs> if it looks like we could have that card, it's like playing Uno. They don't need to know what you have, but if they think you got it. Yeah. No, I, I um do you ever notice when they name legislation it's usually the opposite of whatever the title is, like the Patriot Act? <laughs> no, I was about to say the Patriot Act. <laughs> is it you fucking Patriot? Isn't there a Patriot Act too? Yeah, there was a Patriot yeah. Act too. Yeah, there is a whole thing. They're crazy, dog. They're crazy. They cra- yeah, and you know, I was you know, I wasn't trying to take it there. I'm actually making a concerted effort to try to like not go too far into politics. Because sometimes we go too far and people get a little weird when this is a music podcast. I get it. 
It's a music podcast. We should be talking about the podcast. (laughs) It's a podcast, exactly. It's Uh, like if if you try to label it yourself, brother, you just show up here to do the job, man. They obviously want this. Let's go with that. Yeah. Well, okay. So I don't know. Are you one for conspiracy theories? Are you one to dig into those types of things? It seems like you're pretty busy with your music and your career, but I don't know. Do you have time? Spend a lot of time in the car. Yeah. I mean, I'll listen to podcasts when it comes to like the the entertainment of it and yes like the the drama of it mm-hmm. but in certain terms like my own like existential concerns of the world and the antagonist to to my life or your life or whatever story we're all living in um i try not to let it kind of blur my focus from what i do because again if if it goes to shit uh I'm still doing this one thing. Like you're not going to stop that on my end. Uh, that being said, there's there's something that's very um, very humbling about being in the, uh, a workforce that feels blue collar. It's like I show up to a gig and I get paid for that gig. Yeah, you know, I provide a piece of art. Someone pays for that art. Yeah. Versus, I, I think we're we're seeing what is the 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 runaway of of capital allocation where it's like. People have enough resources to to get what they want done, and it just ends up being a snowball effect for them to um, for them to have what everyone else needs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's just people holding on to whether it be money, whether it be power, whether it be some kind of rager in Dubai with the billionaires of the world. It's like <laughs> I don't know what you're doing over there, but I'm just gonna keep it simple. I know how to get food on my table, and I do it through a way that I love. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I like that. I like that because there, there's just so much going on in the world. There's so much information going on out there. And and like to pay attention to it all, you wouldn't be able to even work on what you're doing in your own life. If you're sitting here mm-hmm. worried about, you know, the World Economic Forum and everything that they're doing, it's like, yeah, you know, it's weird. The great narrative. That's a weird thing to call that. Right. Like yeah. what what narrative? What is this great narrative? Like, what are you going to be talking about that that requires you to call it the great narrative? Like this is some really weird like 1984 shit man like they're yeah it's go ahead it seems like some kind of lofty uh over the top pixar film to be honest (laughs) i'm assuming it's animated i'm assuming there's a lot of death but not a lot of blood which makes it okay for kids like i don't know what kind of game they're trying to play here it's book two like there's literally a book there's literally a book the first one is is and it's free it's free everybody if you guys want to go read the great narrative everyone go ahead download it from amazon but bezos yes vision gets it (laughs) bezos (laughs) bezos bezos he owned we've seen that meme of him turning into pitbull no but we're gonna go okay yeah you're gonna need to google that because that's that's the ultimate right there jeff bezos turned into pitbull I mean, it's happening slowly, and I think he's mainly oh. doing it through. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you. I get what they're saying now. Look at this. He. This is. dude definitely shops at Macy's. Okay, he, <laughs> he has billions, and he's shopping mainly the incline from Macy's. I'm not saying I don't. But that dude from Good Charlotte makes some really nice clothes. <laughs> is this his? Is this his new girlfriend? Yeah, dude, she looks like I don't know what happened, Mister Worldwide, baby. See, this is why Pitbull's <laughs> always in front of the game. Okay, one, if they do end up being the same guy, I'm not that concerned. We're probably gonna do better with Pitbull in charge of this planet. But 
He's never walking around with with his significant others. I mean, he no. keeps it strictly him in the fireball. And yeah. that's why he stays on top of him. <laughs> He's on his toes. He's on it, man. He does not fuck around when it comes to marketing and branding, son. Yeah. He knows keeps Google he... Translate out so people think he's eloquent, but that's about it. That's all he's really doing. <laughs> oh, man. No, I... I um. No, like characters like Bezos and and like it, 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 I don't know, man. It, these these billionaires and like their eccentricities and they're going into space and like what what the fuck? I mean, what do what do you make of all this stuff when you see like these these billionaires sort of just acting however they want, gathering it fucking at the Davos you know agenda and then the great reset? What I mean, in your head when you see all this stuff, sort of. From an outsider's point of view, when you see the World Economic Forum, what we just talked about, and when you see these billionaires going around acting like they're fucking rap stars flying into space, <laughs> fucking gathering and talking about, you know, what the general population is going to, uh, you know, the future holds for the general population. What is that to you? Like, what what is that? What What is that? What does that say to you? I'm just curious. I would assume that the people that have the real money. Uh, we probably don't know who they are. Like they're, they're not as flashy as, yeah. a, as a as a Jeff Bezos. Right. Uh, that being said, like when it comes to uh, you know like American celebrities, like this is this is the top entrepreneurs that we got. Mm. So obviously, it gets a lot of attention. And and if you look outside of just the numbers, it doesn't look like he's having the best go at this whole living a happy life thing. Like, probably had a pretty messy divorce yeah. Has an extremely stressful company. It's like people just need to know when enough is enough and, and not need to be competing, you know, incessantly with an Alibaba or whatever the other competitors of Amazon is. It's like, I just don't see where you, uh, you break off and have a happy retirement <laughs> where all you've really provided is 24 hours shipping. <laughs> uh, and a, a broken labor shortage. It's like oh, it's, it's just brutal, you know. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't see the appeal in it. That being said, I've ordered a lot of cables off of Amazon, and as a consumer, <laughs> you know that shit's been pretty cool at times. Oh, but, dude. Um, especially over the pandemic, that's been amazing. Yeah, it, but it, I think if there's anything I I've kind of learned throughout this throughout the pandemic in the last year, it's like. What we view as the the cost of things uh, monetarily is not the true cost of it. It's the the cost of the waste that we put in the trash can, like the amount of chargers mm -hmm. I threw away during the pandemic oh just because I found them. It's like, <laughs> and they all say, "Don't throw away." I'm like, "What do you want me to should I burn them in the backyard? Is that how we're doing this? <laughs> yeah, just smelt it down and repurpose exactly. it." <laughs> They're looking for these chips. Okay, I have six Verizon chocolate phones. Okay, are those the chips you need for these Toyotas? Because I got them. Let's go, baby. I'll put it together for you, dog. <laughs> Send them in. Oh, shit. No. Um, I, I, I like how Bezos just went for uh, Honestly, I like that Bezos went for, at least he went for an age-appropriate uh, mistress. Uh, I'm going to give yeah, him that. that's cool. I'm going to give him that, you know, like more, I like, at least it wasn't some like 18 year old who was just like, oh, look what I found. But definitely like she, I don't know what's going on with her, but you know, good for them. Good on them. And if and, there's anything I'm assuming that dude doesn't know how to work Alexa. Like that's the kind of like old man who's like, oh, this thing just keeps fucking talking to me. <laughs> so much I just want to know the weather. Off. <laughs> Can one of you guys come in here and turn this off? Exactly. <laughs> is this microphone on, people listening shit. Well, didn't someone just hack into his phone? Like, didn't they use yes. the, um, 
what's the name of that software? Uh, Pegasus? Pr- Pegasus, that's right. I said Prism. Yeah. I think that was the name of a thing. But uh, yes. See, we should all be on Signal, man. We should all just get on Signal. Call it a day. Are you on Signal? I am not on Signal. I, I, I trust Apple to a certain extent. Yeah. But I think one day when I get my walkie-talkies back, I'll probably just get Signal from my, my burner phone and live a good life. And <laughs> live a good life in South America, uh, dude. I, I, if I'm going anywhere, I'm going to Argentina. In Argentina, to party with the king. We all know Elvis is there. They're keeping him alive and well. <laughs> Those are the kind of conspiracies I get behind. I'm like, okay, all the cool celebrities have definitely just faked their death and gone to Argentina. That's how you ball out. Yeah, I mean, like how? Uh, yeah, like you know, that's where fucking. No, I'm not gonna say that. That was a dumb <laughs> thing. Could you feel where that was going? I'm not gonna go. Oh yeah, I'm oh, not yeah. gonna. <laughs> stop myself. Uh, what does this say? It didn't even fake it that well, man. I mean, I come know, on. I know. I, where do you get three jumpsuits? You'll need three jumpsuits. <laughs> uh, Dubai ruler low pay- bunks too. <laughs> um let's see state of surveillance if pegasus can have jf bezos michael west media that sounds like a legit fucking source of news. <laughs> great png dude he, he might be beating your bong out i don't know <laughs> i know he, he has a spider on the brain and uh, that's good uh, exactly amazon nso spyware how jeff bezos phone was likely hacked by saudi crown prince Jeez. well insider is somewhat legit so so there you go folks uh if you didn't know amazon ceo jeff bezos had a phone hacked in may 2018 and primary suspect is the saudi crown prince mohammed bin salman uh un report yeah uh un report published wednesday said a forensic get the fuck out of here Jesus. Uh, That's how they get you, dude. You click that once and they're in your yeah, phone. Yeah, now they know. Now they know what they want from me. Uh, that's why the Zuck puts tape on his camera. Yeah, he knows. He knows the Zuck puts tape on his camera for a reason. Uh, so let's We also see. know that dude has no chin, okay? They're <laughs> always photoshopping it into pictures, but truly, he's just straight to neck. Is, is uh, wait a second, hold on. They put chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay. Yes, thank you, Alex. <laughs> you know... The hard thing about a character like Alex Jones, like one, we should admit he's super entertaining. Yes. He's done the thing for many years. Yes. And, you know, if you if you take everything with a grain of salt, he's been right a couple of times. Yes. So let him keep doing the show. Yeah. Um, let's try to avoid him getting into any drinking benders and uh, keep him online. <laughs> I agree. It's like if he could just stay away from the bottle and really going over the edge. Because that dude just will go. He, he, like he has no off switch. There's nothing to... But I, I do, I, 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 again, like, I, as much shit as, as everybody has talked about that guy, and I know he's been wrong on some really bad things, but, like, you know, on the things that he's been right, it's been really, it's pretty interesting. Like, for instance, he's been talking about this pandemic since, like, the early 2000s. So, like, you know, I don't know. He, I mean, and the things that he said, when you look at the interviews, like, I saw an interview with him that he did with Jesse the... Ventura, Jesse, the whatever he used to go by as a wrestler. And he's straight up talking about exact in 2009. He's straight up talking about exactly what's happening right now. And I'm just like, Jesus, Alex, what the fuck? You know, it's just like, come on, man. If only you weren't such a like a psychopath, maybe, you know, people would listen. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, you know, eccentrics uh, oftentimes make the best art, you know, whether yes. it be like, like the shock rock of the 80s, like those yeah. guys had to be balling out the way that Motley Crue did. It's the only way you get that outcome. <laughs> yeah. If we want to find a couple of really deep, weird truths, 
that guy's probably got to be pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, I, I think for the most part, you just got to accept that human beings make mistakes. Yes. You know, that dude's just trying to do what he feels is his vocation, even yes. though most don't agree with it. It's it's him going at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, 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 the and like Alex Jones is a great example of like what like what what America has has like has been you know like like the american dream or whatever you want to call it he's a great example of someone who's taken a a you know like an idea and a fringe idea and made it into a multi-million dollar industry and mm-hmm. even after he did get sort of deplatformed and canceled from all these different places he still was able to go off onto his own own little planet and and create a whole network and he's doing fine he's fine you know but but he is like a great example of what it is to be like an american and what it means to be unfettered and uncensored uh until you're censored right because that that was a great example of how that cut into his revenue and how that censorship can be something that sort of brings the hammer down on on your income and and that's what's happening to a lot of artists right now it's what's happening to you know you know people in in hollywood and and some people probably should be canceled you know some people shouldn't Mm -hmm. probably be other but but it's just it's a big topic on this show if you have we have a whole png for it you know we have a (laughs) but to to be silenced uh leaves no room for redemption yes and it's just it's it's treating people inhumanely to act like people can't come to their senses when they do make mistakes and um Knowing that you don't take away, um, you know, the full grasp of what someone's intention is until you have a one-on-one conversation. I mean, if you just listen to someone's show, you know, from from any side, from any per- particular opinion, it's like you're not getting the full grasp of this until you're asking your own questions and having civil dialogue about it. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and and that's why it's important that we leave people alone so people like Alex Jones can exist. And even if he is wrong, you know, at sometimes it's okay to be wrong. That's what's great about a free society is that you have room to be wrong. Um, and, For and, sure. And you let someone sort of be themselves. They can make something really interesting and beautiful. And, and whatever you th- whatever you think, whether you think what Alex Jones is doing is beautiful or not, but like they can make some, an art, they make a piece of art out of, out of free expression and free examination of, of, of life and what they're doing. And they were able to put that forward. And so to cut that off, you're cutting off that, that whole path for people to sort of go and discover, to have a civil discourse, to have a perspective that's valuable, that adds value to, to whoever and that adds value to the people he hires that adds value to to society in general so it's like to to cut off that conversation to cut off that that path is such a detriment to culture and and to what we do um, yeah especially when you talk about something like the the great narrative or or things that (laughs) it's like people get scared uh by by big changes in our societal structure because really people just want to make their own choices and be able to live the life that they want to live but if you can't raise your hand say hey uh, this meeting that they're having in Dubai, which seems like a great rager once again, <laughs> is kind of freaking me out. Yeah. And it's like if you can't be honest about those opinions and have discussions within your own circles of friends or online, it's like uh, then we really know that we are being silenced for our concerns and they'd rather just have us, um, you know, a, a, a dull population. Like that's some real 1984 shit. Like It is. 
It is. And then when you start seeing things like everything sponsored by by Pfizer and there's a great narrative and there's, you know, like people are being silenced whenever they talk yeah. about things that don't fit this great narrative. And you start seeing like you do say, like 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 what was it? The 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 brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. Fuck you. Pay me. Thank you, Bonnie. Appreciate that. Uh, bang, bang. <laughs> um, you know, like the other day, Jen Psaki, you know, our press secretary was saying something like, you know, you're going to have to get on the right side of, of history and, and, you know, realize that we're trying to, we're trying to uh, stall your fundamental rights. And it wasn't out of context. That, that sounded stupid. Like what she said, she blatantly said something and there was no follow up. It just, it, it, they're just saying it now. And that's what's really interesting is they're just saying is like people's fundamental rights are getting in the way of what we're trying to do here. Like they are just saying it now and they're starting this narrative and people are getting behind it. And people and, and like they've done this over history before. They've used, you know, social rights and social uh, status and social uh, social. Uh, what do you call it? God, like, uh, um, oh, my God. Why am I farting out here? Um <laughs> They use social issues to sort of create these narratives and to create these these policies that sort of take away our own rights. So right now we're voting to take away our own rights by or, or mm -hmm. we're, we're calling for our own rights to be taken away by whether it's mandates or whether it's by what you can and can't say. And until that, you know, and, and that's quickly heading towards policy. And when you look at countries like Canada, love you, Bon Bon, but, you know, I always have to take a shot at, at Canada. You know, there's they. Freedom of speech isn't something that that doesn't that exists, but doesn't exist like it does here. And you're mm -hmm. seeing more and more. And, and these are our neighbors to the north. They are right next to us, and you're seeing more and more of what they're getting these these crazy uh, these crazy restrictions on what they can do. I mean, over the pandemic, they couldn't even buy art supplies because it wasn't an essential thing. Could you imagine being stuck in your house and you're not allowed to buy art supplies? Like, yeah, that's madness. That's fucking madness. So, you know, this thing, it, it can be real. Like, and that's what people don't, you know, people are living in this world where like this stuff can't happen to us, you know, but it can. And it is kind of, you know, like we mm -hmm. are sort of working in our own worst interest when we're saying like, go and be forced to do this medical procedure and go and be forced to say these things that you don't really mean and, and or, or don't say the things that you really mean or, you know, don't go against this narrative. And it's like a lot of that's popping up right now and a lot of people are sort of accepting it because there is this sort of scare in the air, this, this, this mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic is making people really kind of go out of their minds and uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just sort of went You're fine. somewhere, but uh, yeah, predictive well, programming. Yeah. And when and you kind of, uh, you touched on something that I, I feel very uh, personally attached to at this point in time. It's like what it means to be patriotic in the modern day is very different than what's meant before. And it's not a, a right or a left issue. Know that this is a country that comes with many faults. We're yeah. only 200 years into this. Um, we are trying to right the wrongs that we have done, and we're trying to properly navigate what's going on here. But we were set up with a, a constitution to enable us to have, you know, solid discussion about this, um, preparation for whatever we feel fit, and and consideration for others. Like it's not, it's not the norm in the rest of the world that your uh, your government works for you. You know, the, our senators work for us, our president works for us. 
And the more that we divide um, in our own small communities, you know, if you can't talk to your neighbors because of their uh, political opinions, you know, that's the least um, that's the least productive thing you can do as as an American, as a member of the society, as someone that that wants to see us continually do better and start to uh, make progress towards a better situation in all this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so what are, when you think about that and just by saying that statement, what are some things that we could do? Well, I, I think uh, beginning to transition back to in-person events that feel, um, that feel reasonably safe. You mm-hmm. know, even if you have differing opinions uh, about the, the pandemic, you, we don't want to see this run through the population and, and you know, start to take a death toll up there and, and put this in a, a worse condition. That being said, uh, health is at a better time to focus on health than, than ever before. Yeah. And when you see your friends slacking, that, that they aren't getting enough physical activity. You know, they're living a life based on two liters of Pepsi and, and, and you know, starting to call those things to light just that, that we know better. And I, I want to see you here for a long time because what a lot of folks don't realize is that not only does your health affect the people in your immediate proximity, but the people you work with, you know. I, I'm running a small business here. When the guys in my band go down with illness, you know, it puts me in a situation where what if I have to cancel a tour because of a drummer being sick? You know, things like that. I want these guys to be healthy so that we can continue to do what we feel is, um, you know, our own version of contributing here. So being able to have those discussions without taking it too personally, you know, that that's one of the big things that um, if you ever read the book, The Four Agreements, you know, one of those agreements is, is trying not to take Milf Hunter 31 <laughs> Milf Hunter, thank you so much for being here. Welcome, Milf Hunter. Uh, I, I know you, Milf Hunter. Where do you hang out? I, I've seen you around. I've seen you. He's tracking places. you. Don't fall for it. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's already got your IP. You just follow mm-hmm. it. <laughs> How many VPNs do you have? I don't know. Just enough. Just <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but what were you saying again? You. I think just being able to discuss things and not take them personally. Yes. Be able to tell your friends, like, hey, I want to see you prioritize your health a little more because I want you to be here in the long run. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's painful to lose so many people that we care about and to see people fall into their own vices. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to a time where I'm sure the uh, number of people suffering with alcoholism has gone up, the amount of people suffering with substance abuse. It's it's not just one person suffering from this. So having that conversation is important and not being so sensitive that you can't do it is very important. I'm sorry. I know you're totally fine, brother. <laughs> But he said, hey, guys, protect your mom. Milf Hunter is coming. Did and, Milf Hunter himself say this? Yes, Milf Hunter said. Themself? Themselves said, uh, hey, guys, protect your moms. Milf Hunter is coming. Milf Hunter, come on through, baby. Come on through. You know, there's a lot of single moms out there that do need service. They um, do. They if do. you went after my mom, I would be concerned for my father. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm grateful they have a happy marriage. And, yeah, exactly. you know, play the cards that you've got to play, brother. Yeah, you do. You do you, Milf Hunter. You do you, boo. Um, yeah, and, and you know, like Vision, I, I I think brought up a good point here. Is I think the most important thing about talk about talking about this stuff is prepare a plan about what to do about it. And you know, like besides talking, you know, I'm not sure because, and I know that you know, talk is cheap or words are wind or whatever you want to mm-hmm. try to say. But I think that when you're when a big part of of this 
narrative or this plan or whatever we're sort of talking about and fighting against or, or trying to stay above water. And I'm not trying to say that there's some cons grand conspiracy or cabal that, that is trying to bring us all down as a society. But I'm, ju I'm just saying whatever it is that the they are or whatever it is that we're sort of talking about that sort of we're trying to fight against, I, I think when you see that they're trying to silence you, when a big part of the the idea is to silence and to to control an idea and narrative i think that the best thing one of the best things to do is to talk about that in general is and to talk about the things they don't want you to talk about to to mm -hmm. actively talk about the things they don't want you to talk about and, and talk about it in a way that's that civil discourse and 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 have it be a fucking you know a, a real conversation and not be people just yelling at each other or like 10 people on a screen going for like three minutes it's uh that's ineffective so yeah, yeah I, I think a big part of a plan on counteracting these narratives is talking about them in general in public for people to see and you know people it, it, with some kind of cultural sway you know like matt waters mm -hmm. you know i'm glad that matt is here he contributes to this culture to this music world to this to this world and and it's it's we're talking about this in public and i think it's important and, and i'm glad that that we can have this conversation with matt because a lot of people are afraid to talk about these kind of things um but for, i think go ahead please when, when when you see you know certain groups that that really want to see change in that it's like you need to respect that that everyone should take the actions that they feel fit. Yeah. You can talk to people about their actions. You don't control anyone else's actions. Exactly. And, and, and that's one of the things that's it's hard to stomach the idea of a mandate because I'm not the one to tell you what to do here, you know, but but I'd like to see you prioritize your health because it affects all of us as a working society. And when it comes to to organizing, organizing for change, you know, we should fight the issues, but an us versus them mentality and, and playing to fight each other. Is, is why we've walked into countless wars over the history of humanity. It's like we're at a point in time where we don't need to um, have a, uh, a red button in front of us with a bunch of nukes loaded on it to make a point. Oof, you know, let's, yeah. let's get to a, a point in time where we can all agree on what the objectives here are. Mm -hmm. uh, we can all agree that we're going to take different means to uh, make those objectives happen. But to continue to organize it and know that you shouldn't, you shouldn't step in front of someone else's uh, intentions as long as it is for the betterment. Because right. then we can also address this issue from multiple sides rather than the the prevention of people organizing and uh, making their opinions heard and, and trying to hash these things out. Silencing that just puts us uh, close to that point of resentment. Yes. And then at some point there is a break. Right. But I also feel like we, we've, been, um, we've been told that that the system is falling apart uh, for the last you know year and a half more than it actually feels like it is, hmm. and starting to um, starting to see what things are going on in the real world rather than what's happening on our phone yeah. is an important part of giving ourselves out of this. Also, going to your local farmers markets is a good way of getting <laughs> out of this shit. You know, like look at the big companies and know that they can't save us from inevitabilities of. Sometimes there's food shortages in the world. Sometimes people go hungry. You should make a personal difference in that. Grow a yeah. damn garden. Compost a yes. little bit. Quit throwing away the charges. Yeah. Or compost your charges. That's the big point <laughs> I'm trying to make. <laughs> burn pits. Okay. When you're burning all those micro USB cables that you just tore through because you have no concern for the greater good. Just make sure you plant some celery. I don't know. Yes, compost. Compost everything yourself. 
<laughs> Those Amish people do know what the fuck they're talking about. Gang shit. <laughs> gang, gang, bitch. Um, gang, gang. Yeah, have you ever seen them throw up a barn in less than two hours? Shit is crazy. You live in northern Ohio. You're practically Amish. Look at your math. Yeah. I'm sure that was hand-knitted. <laughs> um, Amish barn raising. Um, they quick. They so quick, dog. Also, uh, the... Uh, now, I thought that initially said Tomish, which I think will be a great subsection of Toms um, that are Amish. Toms, Tomish, what's up, Dex? Good to see you, buddy. I gotta give Dex his Dex. Dex! Oh God, Dex, that was is terrible. He in the building? Dex is in the building. No, Dex is. Uh, he, well, he's in the chat. Yes. Support your local. Support business. local business yeah, for sure. That's a great. That great. And, and yeah, exactly, Matt. That that is such a great way. Uh, another thing to sort of combat whatever that they are trying to do to us is 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 taking on responsibility of creating your own food your own way of living and and finding a way to collect your own uh, um, resources i know that's mm -hmm. not going to be it, it's not going to be possible for everyone in new york city to go out into the urban streets and find the resources and like go hunting or or, or grow you know community gardens but Maybe it's time to get the fuck out of New York City. I don't know. Totally. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if that doesn't serve you, then then you should take the executive choice to to make a difference in that. It's like, mm -hmm. and also when I see people complain about you know gas prices between administrations and things like that, when was the last time that you decided not to go somewhere because there's a gas shortage, or you rode your fucking bike? Yeah. You know, if, if if that deters you from doing the things you want to do, you should find alternate means to do so. Yeah. And quit acting like you are held hostage by the luxuries that, you know, our, our current situation provides you. Just because you can't go get your, your art supplies from the store. You should be able to figure that out on your own. Get a pencil out. Make means with what you have in this situation. Do not be, um, do not be enslaved by your comforts. Mm, damn. Damn, real shit right there, son. Real shit right there. Oh, shit. They call it murder. Use blood. <laughs> Use blood. <laughs> Are we still talking about composting? I'm pretty sure it's... Okay, if it's really going to be a healthy batch, you need 30% plastic, 70% blood. I'm not going to tell you where to get it. Okay, there's plenty of places where people are donating blood. If you get in this supply chain... <laughs> yeah. shit. Don't use plasma. It's a waste. It is okay? a waste. It, it truly is. My plastic yield sucks with plasma. <laughs> Last time I tried to give platelets, I was like probably 20 minutes from being done. And I, I told this woman like, hey, my lips are starting to feel really cold. She's like, you're fine. I was like, my face feels cold. She's like, you're fine. You're good. And the next thing I know, this woman's yelling, inhale to me as she puts a <laughs> smelling salt like, directly into my nose. And it was the cheapest tie I've ever gotten. Man. That shit was sweet. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was a junior in high school. I was like, this is crazy, dog. Dude, dude. I used to give plasma because I was so bored. Bo poor. Not bored. Not bored. Poor. I was poor in, in Southern Both. California. California. And I used to go and 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 give plasma and then intentionally drink and 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 then yeah, use the money to buy weed. Uh yeah, I would go and get drunk because it was easier to get drunk, because that's how big of an alcoholic I was. Uh it was easier to get drunk after doing plasma, plus you have drinking money. What's up, DZ? Welcome in, buddy. Good to see you. What that I sounds like quite the concoction, brother. That's how you get on the inside scoop of things. You start browsing Google after your little crossed low on plasma. 
<laughs> things oh things go gosh. up. Uh, what I don't understand is how democracy started to be implemented as if it was a common decision all over the world. Ah, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, it's interesting the things that we've done, especially in this country, in the name of democracy. So I kind of understand what you're saying there. You know, uh, Team America, World Police, we, we've done some, you know, yeah. I, and I think that's the thing that Matt was talking about earlier is like, you know, this country isn't perfect. We've done horrible things. But we've also done amazing things. And and the fact that the world is – that so many people want to come here to flourish, that so many people culturally bite what we do, you know, like from hip-hop to fucking to, – to, to arts to, to – all the things that we do in America are innovative to a lot of the places in the world. A lot of people pay attention to what we do. So I don't know. We did, we've we done and contributed a lot of amazing things, and we've done a lot of horrible things in the name of spreading democracy. So, yeah, I know yeah. no one was asking for it, right? <laughs> but here we come. It, it's still- really odd, though, when you step in and, and you see, like, you know, and, and especially now in the, the age of the Internet where we do the Freedom of Information Act, and we can see very clearly that we've been trying to throw regimes for a long time just mm-hmm. to to up the number of allies we have or the amount of countries that are being run by a democracy. It's like, you just got to keep with leading by example and respect that people are going to do what they want to do. It's like places have different cultural norms that have been going on for hundreds of thousands of years. And if you want to prove a point in those places, you know, why not make it easier for someone to immigrate to the U S and to do well so that slowly over time, when these, you know, parts of their population start to thrive in a country under a different system, maybe they can take note and implement that in a way that doesn't, uh, start with the restructuring and the falling of a, of a different government and what ends up with more chaos. Right, right. And and us just implementing our own leadership so we can run whatever game we want to run on it. I mean, yeah, it's it's dirt. It's dirt. What we've done is dirt. And, and we still continue to do that. We go in and we overthrow these governments. We put in our own play and we take over the resources. And and then we'll sit here and criticize other countries for doing the same thing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and and it, yeah. Uh, I get it. America is dirty, but again, I, I I know I keep on I keep on defending this country because I do love it, and there's such a there's this country has gotten such a bad rap in the last few years, and like there's so many people who live here who are just like oh fuck America, and it's like bro. I mean, you can say fuck America, but then you can look at like other countries in which don't get the freedoms and don't get the sort of you know, privileges that we do get. And, and, uh, I don't know, man, like to be gay in some other countries is, is a rough, rough ticket. And, and, yeah. and or, or to be poor in other countries is a really rough, t- it's rough here, be poor anywhere, but at least there's help. There's things implemented. There's countries where you, they just live in, they just live in squalor and shit they just live in shacks and that's just it that's the help they get and then they figure it out on their own so i i i I know that we've done horrible things and and atrocities across the world and but uh we've also been able to uh do some really amazing things too so i'm always going to defend this country but i i'm not i'm going to be quick to point out the 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 terrors and horrors that we've spread around amongst the world so you know, I don't know. Are you? Uh, I know you were talking about patriotism and stuff. I mean, 
where do you where, where do you sort of stand on this country and your feelings about what this country is? I'm sorry we turned this into some weird fucking You're fine, brother. <laughs> what this is co- we'll, we'll talk about the music if you can come to a show this weekend up in, up in the Bowling Green area. <laughs> we'll talk about, no, no, we're going to talk about music. We're still, it, it's, it's all Vision's fault. It, this is all your fault, Vision. <laughs> no, no, it happens. I know. But I like, I, I, but I appreciate. Like, I, I want to be able to count my blessings when mm. I got them. It's yeah. like this. This country has delivered me uh, the opportunity to live uh, a vocation and a career that I find fit. And in most right. places, you wouldn't get that. Right. You know, it's also a place where there's a handful of veterans that are in my family that I know have have seen horrible things uh, amidst the atrocities that our country has done and other countries. And it's mm-hmm. like the faults of people that came before us are easy to admit, but we cannot condemn ourselves in our current situation because of how we feel about that. Yeah. So I think to to take pride in your country is to admit that, you know, with with the contribution that you can make in a short 90-year life cycle, you want to see it in a better place. And you're willing to invest in something that um, that has given you opportunity and you hope to bring uh, that same opportunity to future generations versus being the type to say, I'm a jump ship when ship when this thing goes to shit. It's like, no, I want my kids to be able to grow up in this country and and see that we have been trying to fix some of these issues mm-hmm. and trying to step out of other people's affairs so that we can take care of our own and, and also opening the door for people to be part of this country and our communities and our families and our friend groups, because this is not a place that has grown out of isolating and silencing and demanding things of each other. It is a place of innovation and creativity and uh, open opportunity. Wow, that was that was well said, my friend. Well fucking said. Let, let, let's give it. There we go. Fuck America, everybody. God damn it, America. Yeah, quit driving around with your flags on the back of your car. That's not patriotic. <laughs> it's just a deterrent for us to be able to see what's going on around us. Jesus Christ, why is it six feet? What are you doing out here? Is that half master, full mast? I don't know what you're trying to tell me. What, what are you trying to tell me? Oh, go mighty, mighty. And, and I love that we're clapping for America and it says Canadian tuxedo. You know what? I'm clapping for Canada, too. I love Canada as well. We're, one day they'll convert. They'll be like, okay, can we just be one of those state things you've been talking about this whole time? We're like straight up. Straight you can be up. just like Alaska. <laughs> Come be a part of it. I uh, only because we brought it up. I just want to show this really quickly. Dude, they, they are balling out of control. <laughs> Look at this. They're going. They're not well, even well, taking Adderall. Look at them, man. They're they're going it, without electricity. Yeah, there it is. The elites killed Uncle Ben, and that's all I'm saying. What does that mean? Oh, I know Which what Uncle that means. Ben? I know what that means. Okay, Affleck. Uh, no, I, you know the the character uh, Uncle Ben, I guess that thing that they put on the box of food. Um, yeah, I I, I get what <laughs> you mean. I no, it's it's Uncle Ben, like because I think what they're trying to say is that they've uh, that they removed Uncle Ben because uh, Uncle Ben is a type of like instant food. It's like box processed food. Oh, <laughs> and there's like Uncle Ben is like this black dude, and um, I think they removed him right, and and because they said it was racist, and which I'm not completely against that. Uh, you know, like if 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 these these images are bad, and they're showing images of of of, of black people and not so favorable things you know i don't mind people changing or updating it now it's yeah. just ben's it's just um, it's not uncle and, ben yeah. and there's a difference in in 
when something needs to be called up for being racist or when something's just like grossly stereotypical. It's like, hey, you should try a little bit harder to get this point across. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think just putting these um, these hateful labels on people, yeah. especially when it comes to like, I, I don't know. I just feel like so many people in the public eye take one of these labels with the cancellation. Then we put them in a dark corner of of people that we're done with. Yeah. And it's like, it, it just, again, it shows no room for re- redemption on either side. And the way we get past this is by having people convert by their own means uh, with a loving sense of, um, of growth in that versus just assuming that once you fall off the wagon, we're done with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it just, it doesn't make sense, man. It, 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 but you know, and on the other hand, there Beautiful are barn. Yeah, it is a beautiful bar. Look at that. That was great. Three minutes and 30 seconds, and they we got an Amish barn. Not done yet, baby. They got it going. Um, you were talking about Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. If you spoil anything for me, I'm dropping off this call. <laughs> yeah. Don't be fucking it up for us, Vision. We're not here for that. We're not here for that. I love I America. For spoilers. <laughs> I love America. That's why I worry about this stuff. I want to make sure. What did it say? I want to make sure kids can have a better life than I did. I feel that. I feel that because of the quote. You know what? I I uh, I, I do want to talk about your music, and I do want to talk about uh, you know your your latest song you have out right now, and and um we should probably listen to it I'll, we'll probably listen to it a little bit towards the end just because of dmc or dcma laws and stuff so i'll be able to cut it out but we For will sure. listen to it live um but we do want I, I i was curious you know and and what what this song means to you the your latest single um you know what what does it mean to you and and what is Jeez, sorry, I'm looking at my You're notes. Fine. Uh, what does it mean to you? If you care to go into that, I mean, I know some artists don't want to sit there and explain their shit, but uh, if, if you don't mind, what, what does the latest single mean to you? Well, it's, I, I wrote this after really getting into Anderson Pack for the first time. Like, I had seen him on NPR, his tiny desk, you know, fucked my mind up. <laughs> just, uh, you know, one of the first times I've really dug into a new hip hop artist because I loved the organic sounds of it. I loved his showmanship. I loved everything down to the hat he wears. And then I was like, so on board. So after I watched this for like the third or fourth time, I was just sitting there with a the guitar. And sometimes you, you try to feed into the medium what you're trying to get out to. So I was trying to write a song in that vein. And I try not to, um, to overcomplicate the process. So I'll just start picking at a guitar. Mm. Something sits start verbalizing some things, not specific lyrics, just melodies or a couple of words here, kind of freestyling. And then something sits. I get that earworm for the first time. Yeah. And and thus is the song. So that one was written pretty quickly. And it's not a very complicated tune on my end. But, uh, you, you know, Christy over at Noteworthy, I, I was trying to to voice this stuff out well for, um, for a PR release. And I just call it like, it's like a funk fueled race to the finish line. Like it's really just supposed to be something danceable. And it's uh, a story in telling like a, a first date I went on, which I didn't think was a first date. It was more like a double date with a friend. Mm. And I think this is going horribly, just not hitting it off with this person. And then someone grabs you and just, you start making out with somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, I didn't think this was working out and <laughs> inevitably did not. But, um, but it's just kind of outlining that story. Like you never know someone's int- intentions 
until you see the end of the story. Right. And it's, it's very clear that I didn't know what this person's intentions were. Right. And then yeah. all of a sudden, here we are. Yeah. So, so they were the impatient party, but <laughs> uh, the impatient party. Oh, I'm so sorry. Everybody, everybody can follow Matt um, in the chat. Oh, shit. That's that exclamation, exclamation mark. MW will bring up all his stuff. Uh, Thank you, fam. Th- there's his link tree. Sorry, guys. I forgot to tell you. Uh, link tree is right there. Go click on that. Follow Matt. Go follow him. Listen to his music. Go, go live that Matt Waters life. I introduced you as Matt Waters music. That's just yeah. I'll, I'll try not to bombard you with shit. I try to post uh, a normal amount, but it's really a, it's a lot of live footage because you know the thing that I'm most passionate about is is taking songs that were uh, a moment in time for me. It was a particular experience, and sharing that in person with folks hmm. so we can talk about their experiences and and where we intersect in life and the things that bring us together, like the, the best feeling in the world. Uh, tonight I have a, a songwriter's night that I put on. Mm. So I bring in four of my favorite other songwriters, kind of give them a spot to go up and show me just new originals they're working on. It's so cool when someone plays one of their new tunes, they remind you of a song that you were just working on. Maybe it's just a verse and a chorus. Yeah. But you play that in that moment, and that person has a great idea. And, and suddenly we find ourselves chipping away at something that feels uh, collaborative, and it, it, it has the sex appeal of, of real people in, in, in this space that we share. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. And that's a live thing that you do, like at a local yeah. venue there? Yeah. I do that at a bar called Latitudes. Or it's a club called Latitudes Bar and Bistro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually owned by one of the guys who plays trumpet in my band. Oh, um, right. My best friend is the chef there. So I, I, it's great to be at a place that you really believe in. Yeah. And they give me a stage to come in and do my thing. And most of the time, it's like, three hours of scheduled programming then we turn into a, a drunken open mic where it's just like you guys want to ride a song up here and people yeah. start swinging for the fences it's <laughs> time man i love that i love that so much it's a uh, i love that aspect of community and and that uh that you you're trying to build there you know and 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 it seems like you're doing it successfully uh i you know i noticed also that you do a live stream you do a is that a youtube stream or do you restream it what is that I put that on Facebook and YouTube. Like I'm, I, I used to do it live mm-hmm. uh, through OBS on a Facebook, and I yeah. was like, "This is some logistical <laughs> bullshit. I ain't doing this anymore, man." Like I was running like a hundred foot like indoor outdoor Ethernet cable yeah. into a modem that's like on, on on the top floor, and I'm down in the basement with my studio. So, setup, so so you got deep into streaming for a second. Yes, yes. I was I was trying my best to, yeah. to navigate, but I was like, I, I again I care more for the live experience yes so i'll cross into that platform just to remind people that like when i'm going to be in town what i'm doing what's going on with the new songs new shows artists that i love um and just kind of zooming out on, on my end because it's also a nice way of capturing for even if no one watched you know i maybe i get 70 views on each show mm-hmm. maybe i get 100 views right uh the couple people that do watch it it gives us a much closer relationship because they can hear me rambling about my bullshit in the meantime. But I know when I'm 75 and they're like, granddad, do you want to watch the weekly wave? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then they show me the stuff of me in my base. I'm like, oh yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a great, um, it's a great capture of the current place and moment. And it's just a good reason to organize my thoughts and a bunch of video footage. Like I'm pretty incessant about trying to capture the live shows. Cause I want to know, you know, if that solo sucked, or if this breakdown was awesome, or if the guys are doing something different. So I'm, I'm multi-tracking all my shows. We're just recording a bunch of footage and trying to learn how to 
how to take the live experience and best translate it to online listeners with hopes that one day I can give them a hug in person and be like, thanks for falling online, but this is the shit I care about. Yeah. Yeah, the, the wave itself, son. <laughs> the wave itself, baby. There it is. Look at that. Seven views. Seven views. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so oh, this one actually came out on my birthday as well. Very nice. Hey, yeah. No, I, I really do dig what you're doing here. And like when I when I saw this, I was like, holy shit, this dude could easily go on Twitch. But like you said, your your heart is in the live show and, and it's different, man. It's a different experience on Twitch. Have you ever gone into a Twitch stream, like a music stream where it's popping off and things are going no. nuts? You, you should. know, I, I periscope for a little while and mm. I was getting to that or I've done like r slash pan on Reddit just yeah. to, to go play for folks. Yeah. But it's also one of the things where it's like, you want to respect experts in the field. Like, there's that great TikTok sound going around. Like, it costs as much because it takes me fucking hours. Yeah, like, it takes me fucking. Yeah. You'll never know how much time someone like yourself has to sink into just making the graphics for a show like this. Yeah. But again, you want to provide something that's live and interactive. Like, that's mm. where it makes the most sense. Right. But I'll probably wait for the right delegation of having someone on my team who knows how to do this <laughs> stuff well. So I don't have to. Uh, burn my own brain cells in an effort that I probably won't be able to succeed well in myself. Well, no, I, and I understand that. And you know your limitations, and I think that's yes. huge as an artist and as a human being in general. Um, but but um, like Vision is saying, it, Twitch isn't a bad day, idea to get more listeners. I, I, I can say mm -hmm. just from personal experience, and I'm not trying to talk you into anything. Don't take this. I'm just... I'm I'm only talking about this because I noticed that you're in the world of live streaming because you know, or in, or you're doing this or you were and you you've touched in this world. Yes. Uh, is that like the organic reach that comes from this? And I can already tell by your personality that you would do really well on this. The networking is m crazy. Like my wife played for like 20,000 people in her pajamas, you know what I mean? It's fucking bananas. Um uh, but but the organic growth that I've seen over my wife's music and like what this platform did and what it's doing for her and her music career. I mean, you know, you you obviously have a really good system going on. You've made a great network. You've 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 laid a lot of the groundwork it takes to be a touring working musician. You know, and what what sucks about this current situation we're in is that we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know you know if. All of a sudden, they could the the the, the flu rona could come out and 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 yeah. you know everything shut down again. So, that with the uncertainty of everything, it's like a lot of people are pivoting towards this direction and doing really well with it. And and yeah. and that's it. That's it. I'm not trying to talk you into anything, but you know, like if you're ever thinking about it, I would definitely I would definitely help you as much as I could because I think you would do really well on it. Um, well, I would love to discuss that kind of thing, and, and you know, I I can't. Uh, imagine a world right now without these kind of platforms that have enabled independent content creators to actually have the reach that they do you know like one, one thing i was talking to uh, a family member about the other day is like back when there was three channels that that was literal programming those are your only options and yeah. you get fed what you get fed versus we live in the age of the internet where where you can get out there and, and kind of give your own opinion but also have the opportunity to interact and sometimes I do miss having that that live interaction of seeing the comments roll and being mm. able to talk to folks while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. But um but I still I, I feel so much value in the fact that I, I think we we all kind of ridden with a little more social anxiety these days that mm. 
the internet perpetuates. Like you're going to get more hate on the internet than you would ever in person. For sure. The hate that you receive on the internet makes you fear in-person interaction so much more. Yeah. And I, I think uh, reminding people that there's um, a safety and, and being able to sit across the table and know that like, you know, what, whatever happens here, we're, we're just sharing this and, and I'd rather it be uh, real and tangible mm-hmm. and, and, and learning how to, um, to operate a medium like Twitch in the meantime so that I can interact with those people definitely seems like something that has a lot of value and a lot of love for it. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I, I want to be able to, to say thank you to folks that do come out and do make yeah. a difference in my life by supporting the art and being there for it. Yeah, I, it, it, Twitch is a great platform, but it's a it, it's a it's a it's a pit it, as well. It's a time pit. It's a time and money pit. So I mean, like you know, anybody who like the buy in is so you know it's so costly for anybody who's like just starting. Like obviously, you have probably a good enough computer. You you have equipment. You could probably get started and go just fine. But it's like the buy into this is nuts if you want to do it really well and have it yeah. you know look nice and stuff. But well, it's it's the barriers to entry that any yeah. industry would have. Like if you want to work in construction, you need the capital to do so. Like yeah. if you want to be a streamer, you got to make that jump. Uh, but I think there's there's tremendous amounts of value in doing it because also when someone sees that like. I don't know how much CPU it makes it takes to make that graphic move behind you, but it's a fucking vibe, man. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you you want to take it there. Like I recently just invested in some lights for our live show. Hell yeah! Because my tour manager has a phone in his hand, he can connect it to Bluetooth, and people love when the strobes hit at the right per- point in the song. And we got a shitty fog machine that I'm gonna step <laughs> on, and we're gonna try to make this thing weird for you, man. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, well, and that's the thing is like. When you're bringing on a show, whether it's on uh, whether it's on the internet or in a live setting, you're trying to bring something uh, interesting. You're trying to keep people engaged. It, it, things for people to sort of uh, you know to vibe off of, and, and 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 on any level, whether digital or IRL, you're trying to create a, a, a an awesome party environment. If that's your if that's your vibe, but like you know, like yeah. for you, that's your vibe. It's like I want people to be partying. I want people to be funky. You know, like we are dancing. We are fucking. We are doing it, baby. And yeah, like downright, like I want you to shake some ass. Yeah. And then I want to hit you with a song that makes me <laughs> sad as fuck. And then I want us both to feel that for a second. Like, <laughs> yes. But it, it, it's it's a hard game to manage too, because yeah. with, with the phone in hand, you know, we're we're limited by more distractions and whatnot. Yes. And I think what we all assume about ourselves is our ability to multitask is, you know, as good as any other talent that we have and it's just it's not true you know you're gonna enjoy life a lot more when you can zoom in on the moment and get present so like when i I wake up and i do my yoga i try to write down most of the shit i think i need to do today before i do that practice so i can say it's off my mind i'm not gonna stop in the middle of this write something down and go back to it yeah right now is my time for my practice to make sure i can get into the skin suit and go through my day and be cool with that and then after that i start chipping things off the list one at a time rather than having to go back and check my email and just being flooded by the the concerns of a never-ending to-do list that I think we all kind of got. Yeah. On top of whatever Alex wants to tell me is going to blow this world <laughs> up, which please tell me, Alex, but, need, you know, know, cut the bullshit at times, too. Like, I, I went to the dentist for that fluoride. Don't tell me what kind of fluoride <laughs> they give me. Like, it's including the plan. I paid for it. I want it. <laughs> give me the oh, fucking shit. fluoride. Yeah, come on, dog. Quit teasing. <laughs> 
can't wait for the next album, The Great Reset. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a concept album. It's pretty much just a chromatic drone that goes on incessantly <laughs> for a couple hours, but <laughs> thus is life. <laughs> Dude, it's vibe. Like, I got a Moog. I'm going to put it to work, especially if the world's ending. So I got me a generator. Uh, I got me a cam radio, and I'm just feeding the truckers some trance vibes. Yeah, man. I mean, what else? When are we going to be able to send smells through the internet? Like, why are we still holding ourselves back? I don't know, but I think that it's not going to come until Neuralink is in full functionality. Fair enough. So we can connect into all the senses. Yeah. Now, what else does that allow us to... Will touch be available at the same time smell is? I think so. I think that but when, when they introduce... Neuralink to I mean like people are sending tweets with their mind you realize this right like they're already communicating online with their minds they're they're they're, they're it's already happening so like what what is it going to be I mean like yeah we're going to be able to touch we're going to be able to experience what it's like to do drugs and not be I mean but, but to be addicted to doing drugs in a VR setting you know what I mean like that's that's interesting that's pretty trippy <laughs> that's really trippy right like not being like not being physically addicted to heroin but being addicted to the feeling that you know the feeling of heroin within uh, uh, artificial environment on a more expensive subscription service is that what you're getting at <laughs> yes, yes yes is this what the bezos is doing this is this is what bezos and the zuck they're all with the metaverse now you know like i mean the metaverse is crazy too because people are already buying property for millions of dollars cryptocurrency you know blockchain web3 the whole fucking thing baby it's it's coming it's coming well, it, while they're distracting, I'm just going to keep on my plastic compost, man. Because it's just like, <laughs> again, like you can do a whole lot for the the age of the internet in terms of participating in things like that. Yeah. But um, but I am a, a finite organism and I'm not going to step into the spectrum of the intangibles expecting to, to have anything more um, fulfilling in there than I would out here. Because I feel like it's, it's inevitably shallow. Like whether you believe in a... Uh, a creator or a god or not uh there is something that goes on when when you put your hand on your desk and you know that this has come from uh, another living being that is is now it's not sentient but it is still a uh, material that will never be created nor destroyed there's a finite amount of matter out here that we're playing with mm -hmm. and 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 those pitfalls that come along with it even though they are uh plentiful and difficult you're not going to um you're not going to beat it with a more intense version of farmland in the metaverse <laughs> i do agree the chemical reactions in the brain like like the reason you smile is because of some chemical reaction you got going on yeah but um but i don't want to give zucker daddy the ability to tap my my sweet spot you know what i mean like <laughs> Touch my sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get onto my stem. He's like, someone just liked your post. Does that make you feel more firm? I'm like, no, suck your daddy. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, it, it's wild, dude. I mean, my son just got uh, the the Oculus for Christmas, and it's uh, it, it, it's it's nuts, man. Like, we we were. We're we're looking for apartments around town here, and uh, we're just doing vi virtual tours, and you can do virtual tours of these apartments and stuff, and it's wild. Like you're like in this space, and and so thinking about what it'll mean to be tapped in, and 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 like I mean, because like when you have those goggles on, you're 
everything, your your whole equilibrium is just sort of locked into whatever is sort of in front of you, even if it doesn't look real, you know, like quote unquote real, you're still locked into this, you know, this is real for you now. So I can't imagine what it's like when you have Neuralink tapped in directly into your 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 brainstem and and you're fucking in your little pod, you know, being fed intravenously or, or through your stomach with some kind of paste, you know, just to keep you alive, just to keep you working in 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 your in the metaverse and the job that you got in the metaverse, you know, putting blocks somewhere, whatever it is, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever this sad future is gonna be, I I don't know, but I mean, when when you think about it, it it's just it's it's not it's not going in a good place, you know, like I don't think that this just by the way that Facebook and social media sort of a numbs society and, and you know and and is our form of control and has become our new religion, our new Bible, um, it, it, it's sort of literally the matrix yes exactly mm-hmm. i mean to see how under the spell we are there if they have a direct tap to your spinal you know your brain stem and your emotions and 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 and, and, and and I mean, honestly, as AI develops, you know, musicians will be obsolete. You know, like music will mm-hmm. be created in your own brain from past memories and different songs that are that uh, come together and are composed in real time to fit an exact moment and feeling that you're trying to do. So, like, we're going to be so complacent in our little pods, you know, that that w- it's going to be the Matrix. They're just going to mine us for electricity. <laughs> it's like we're going to be now. I do think the Anunnaki are probably already doing that. Like, let's be real. Like, we're just trying to figure out how to work the pyramids again so we can get that sweet power. (laughs) They are the they are using us as Duke energy, but we don't know it. But like, you know, you're you're a keyboard player, right? You're yeah, yeah. For the most part, that's what I get hired for. But I play guitar, bass. So when you sit down behind uh, a baby grand sample. Or baby grand, like what feels better? Well, obviously, obviously, slightly out of tune, yes, poorly moved, right? You know, chipped all over the place, baby grand. Like, there's, and I think one of the things we get sucked into is most of our discussion takes place on the phone, you know, our text threads, our Facebooks, our our things like that. I, I assume I know enough about you based on your profile when you just don't talk to those people enough to know who the fuck they are. Um, and you know, like, there's there's times we say like that the AI is going to be better at making music. That's a, a deep fear of mine. Like I already feel that way about my drummers at times because because mm. I can make drum samples that I'm happy with, and and not bring them in for a session. But I know at the same time, I want that sonic thumbprint that comes from a person that that knows me and knows my live show and is able to put that in a groove, even if it takes seven takes rather than just moving a MIDI note just over a little bit. Right. And and now I have the the artistic choice as to which one I want to use it mm-hmm. is it is a utility not a replacement yeah um, and I think there's something so special about moving air in a space it's like that's why some guys like having a wedge on stage because yeah. you can feel the air in your voice and the carry and it's like but I know the utility of an in ear headphone is going to be a little more applicable for me right you know if there's a Neuralink version of in ears where it'll just auto mix for me. Sign me up, but it's not going to be the way I tell my mother that I love her. Right. It's not going to be the way that I express, um, you know, a true sense of safety and, and compassion for my children. Yeah. Um, but it's so odd to see this approaching with this loom that everyone assumes it's going to, it's going to take care of you. It's going to take away our jobs. And we're not going to do that shit anymore. Like, 
No, a trucker's still going to have to sit in there and make sure this thing stays on the road. We're still going to need human beings. And the thing we need most out of human beings is, is real companionship. Yes. And I think we lack that more and more every day as, as we fall into these escape pits that are Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah. As much as we love you, um, I can't be the pimp you're looking for. And this mission just doesn't fit me. So I'm going to go back to my invincible tank and fly out this business, yeah. you know, like, yeah, no, I, I, and I, I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who are just open arm embracing this stuff, and there's some who are gonna be fighting it, but ultimately, do you, I think ultimately they're gonna be just like how there's anti-vaxxers and vaxxers, you know, which I hate saying that, but there's gonna be people who are like technologists and anti-technologists who are like, I'm not getting the fucking blink, and then. Are we going to have mandates? Are we going to have Neuralink mandates? That's what I want to know. Is Elon Musk going to be like fucking <laughs> going to climb the ranks and fucking have that kind of influence on us and be like, you know what? It's going to be like everything's going to be sponsored by fucking Tesla. It's fucking ABC Morning News brought to you by Tesla. It's fucking <laughs> they're going to replace you know, Pfizer. And it, then it, the narrative is going to be if you don't get a Neuralink, then you're the undirty. You're the unclean. You will spread the disease of thought. Yeah. yeah kill them. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. No, never mind. Anyways. Well, it's like. Someone like someone like Elon is is using this utility to try to move towards what he think is thinks is best. In the same way that Google is trying to do what they think is best for the world, what we need to do as consumers is pick and choose wisely what agrees with us on individualistic basics and let the free market dictate what's going to go on here. Because in the end, like I shouldn't have to buy in if I don't want to buy in. Yeah. You know, if if you are neurolinked up and you're doing your thing. And I'm still having fun over here in the analog world, you know, playing my guitar, doing what I got to do. Mm. We should both be able to live um, side by side in a way that isn't confrontational. And I should be able to tell you what you're missing out on and vice versa. But um, but the moment it starts to become forced upon you, it's just like, it's just such a hideous idea. Like, why, why do we uh, now see a, a generation of kids growing up presenting religion? Because it was forced on you. Yeah. You know, uh, most of these are over than 2,000 years old, and they don't apply that much to the lives that we're living, but they had some good ideas. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't feel suffocated by it, maybe I could read, uh, you know, maybe I could read the Bible and take some things away from it, or maybe I could read the Quran, or maybe I could read, uh, what's the Tibetan Book of Death or whatever. Yeah. Like, th there's, there's so much uh, considerate thought that we could be learning from if we weren't so scared of, of being genre-specified and labeled and forced into certain lines of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt, man. No doubt. It's uh, it, the moment that, that anything feels forced, people are going to automatically run, turn and run. I mean, mm -hmm. when you look at like how the, the religious conservative movement back in the 90s was going after hip-hop music and, and rap music and stuff like that it was like that 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 idea that this is you know anti-american anti-religious you know it, it's a going against god and it's going against all these things they were using that to sort of try to use it for censorship and like is the moment you start doing that hip-hop 
look at what hip hop did. The yeah. moment they started fucking trying to silence Ice T or silence fucking NWA or sign, it fucking it, it it now it is pop music. So mm -hmm. you're gonna try to cap this shit, and it's only gonna create a pressure. And that pressure is just going to create an explosion. And it's not, you know, so you're, you're literally not, you're not doing anything but creating more of a want and a need for it, or at least an artificial need, I suppose. But it's like, that's, that's why art can be climactic. That's why you can get this sense of, of true existential bliss because you fought through something. And sometimes um, as artists, we have to give ourselves new constraints. Like, like I'm working on EP of stuff where I'm like, I don't want anyone else to play on this. Ooh. I want to figure this shit out on my own because I know at points it's going to suck, but it's going to sound like one guy doing it. Right. And then I'm going to go back to having my band with the horn section. I'm going to appreciate having those things. Mm. But um, but if you just try to, uh, it, it's kind of like the constraints of a piano. Once again, like, you know, you could you could go into your channel strip. You could add a bunch of effects. You could really make this sound distinct and you can make it yours. Or you could look back at when they used to take a stage piano and they'd shove a bottle under the strings and you get this weird glassy synth effect and they have a book to dampen up something else. It's like you should get rugged every once in a while and let the um, the edge of the canvas be exactly what you're trying to hit. Yeah. So when you start to run off, people's imagination can take over and your imagination can take over. Look at that. That is just this, this fucking gold here, folks. Just fucking gold. If you haven't gone and checked out Matt... Uh, then you're fucking up. You're you're literally fucking up. The link is in the show or in, in well in the show notes for those who are listening auto uh, the audio. The link is in the show notes, but for those of you here live right now, go and click on that link in the chat and get, do yourself a favor, folks. That's what I do. Take the positive values from different religions. Yeah, and and like even like I was brought up Catholic, and then and and then I, I took LSD, and then I had this huge resentment against the Catholic Church and religion in general. Then as I got older and, and my mind started to drift and I started to loosen up a little, I, I realized that these things, the, these these religions have beautiful uh, truths or or, or, or or you know ancient tr truths, you know quote unquote truths that that lie within them, and that there's things that you can take from them that are valuable. There is valuable value in these. Hey Bob Toos, thank you for the much. And Bob Toos, yeah, you, you like that math hat, don't you, baby? Yeah. Yang gang. Yang you knew. <laughs> oh, is that what you were saying earlier? You were saying Yang Gang? Is that what you were saying, Matt? I, I was saying gang gang. I'm oh, cool you're with saying yang gang. gang. I'm cool with a yam gang. And this is um, actually because this is Andrew Yang's hat. Andrew. Yang. Oh, is, that's cool. I thought you. Were, I and I was like, wait, was he saying yang gang? Because he knew what no, my hat I'm not was. that informed. <laughs> yang was cool though. Like I was listening. I was with it. I was with it. No, I, this was one of the hats. I we were we we were supportive of Andrew Yang, but this is this is nice. There you go. You could. It's reversible. So that's a vibe. Go. I follow him on Facebook. <laughs> Thanks, fam. <laughs> uh, yeah, the 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 whole uh, math is uh, money. Uh, what was it? Math, marijuana, mo money, marijuana, or math, marijuana, money, or something like that was with it. Because he was like, "Let's just sell weed and get that money, the the tax revenue, and let's start rebuilding some shit." Mon you, oh, go ahead. One one thing that's blown my mind in the last couple months is like, I got a few friends uh, specifically in Ohio that are either growers or caretakers yeah and it's like there's something that's that's so clearly heinous as as legalization process happens um 
you know, lobbying is is influenced by money a lot. Mm. And these large scale companies are trying to step in on this market that oh, has yeah. been catered to by small business for so long. So when it comes to where you get your pot from, if, if you're uh, someone that enjoys marijuana, then go to the local folks that are growing with love and consideration that are using the local resources. The people that have been in the game taking care of this industry for so long amidst hardship because those are the folks that are passionate and considerate about this. Yeah. Like, like one thing that people hammer on is, you know, when you can, choose black-owned business, especially when it comes to marijuana because that's one of the groups that's been most affected by this. There's still people that are in jail for possession charges, for distribution charges. And it's like you're about to hand over uh, one of the biggest booms of, of profit margin to one of these companies that's going to hand us a bunch of mids that don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're right, man. You're right. Yeah, like the uh, that that's the shitty thing about this is that like especially here in Ohio and and I I don't know you're you're younger so you might not remember this but like I, I'm a little bit older and I remember the days where like getting caught with a roach is like you go to jail and or like uh you know fucking meeting shady deals going on in mall parking lots like keep it down bro keep that money down you know like yeah yeah just not using code words through fucking on the phone it's just it, you know. So to see things sort of open up and like and be more accepted is amazing as an Ohioan, but uh, but also what's coming with it is is like the, these monopolies and these fucking these companies who are trying to come and like you said trying to push out the little guy and and then with that they're trying to mass produce and with that comes pesticides and with that comes no yeah. compassion no love just straight up chemicals and it turns into another tobacco industry which is what people are sort of in fear of i mean yeah well it's it's terrifying and it's it's easy to be um excited about the legalization process mm -hmm. and to watch that oversight go by the window because you right. want to buy a zip right. for 120 bucks <laughs> it's yeah. like this you know i i'm so i'm only 25 um and i haven't been smoking for for much of my life but um but in that process i've met some really lovely people that really do care uh about the, the spiritual aspects of this plant and how it can bring us together and, and the good it does in medicinal purposes. Mm. And these companies are just going to load it up with pesticides. They're going to worry about their yield above all things. They're going to ruin the strains that have been crafted for so long in, in really distinct parts of our country that have not only great flavor, but great properties about it. It's, it's a shame, man. We, we mm. should be ashamed of ourselves as consumers for not seeing past this ploy that is large capital um taking over small business yeah it really is um it, it, it's fucking gross uh bob two says mono monop monopsony okay i don't know if i said that right we speak english good when one buyer basically is deciding purchases employer dominance of overall market is the same impact decentralizing income would break up the power of the employer coercion Ooh. So this definitely applies to, you know, big marijuana trying to come in here. Uh, so what is it? What, when one buyer basically is deciding purchases, employer dominance of overall market is the same impact. Decentralizing income would break up the power of the employer coercion. 
Hmm, decentralizing income. So how would you decentralize the income? How does that work? Uh, I think that's the discussion of of you having multiple places you shop at. You know, mm. being able to to diversify where you go for your supply. I see. Because you know, you worry about convenience being the first thing. Whether it's the the closest dispo to your house, right? You know, you, you have to be able to bounce around a little bit to see what other products are available. Hmm. Wow. I'm glad you were here because uh, <laughs> I was just. Oh, UBI. I see what you're saying. So, like a universal basic income would, ah. would uh, yeah, yeah, and and you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, that actually sounds like something that would might work out good. You know, I was talking to somebody about, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, Mythic Politics, who's a streamer here, and we were trying to figure out, like, you know, if there was a UBI in, in, in you know, put into play, and people no longer really had to struggle and and work. For, for a living, they could f sort of pursue their own passions or whatever. Would that be enough to, to keep a population f uh, with a sense of meaning? Because a lot of people derive meaning from what they do, what they work, where they do, and how hard they work. Uh, so where would people derive meaning if everything is provided for you? Would it, it, And not everyone's an artist, you know? Not everyone has that, that access to that sort of thinking or at least that's just not how they were born i can't say they don't have access to it but at least that's not how i was born so i've always uh, you know we had this conversation is like where where do you find meaning when everything is provided for you and there's no struggle mm. well it, it's you know you, you think about christmas day as a kid mm. you know if, if you had the parents that that gave you stuff early mm. uh you know you didn't wait for that big moment yeah you know what's christmas right. you know there, there's there's moments where you you should be saving up and getting excited about something, not assuming that you should just buy it right now, because there's there's anticipation, there's joy in that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, one thing I worry about with the universal basic income is is what that does to inflation. It's like we're just mm -hmm. printing money at this point, right? Um, I don't know what the Federal Reserve is, but that shit terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we have no gold standard, and and in the end, we live in a uh, a worldwide economy now, so we mm -hmm. have to value the dollar for what it is. But it kind of goes back to what we were saying about like, what is the real cost of these products? Like the gallon of milk that you're buying for two ninety nine also comes to the expense of the gas that got it there. That came at the expense of where it came from in the country, rather than trying to locally source these things to minimize uh, overall impact and waste and whatnot. And also admitting the 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 pitfalls that come along with that. You're talking about like. Like the, the yield that happens when you don't apply pesticides, but the long-term cost of pesticides in our foods is cancer medications right. when you're, you're 70, 80 years old. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's mind-blowing that, um, that we have no idea what these things um, are going to do to us in the long run, but we just assume because it's the cheapest, it's the best option. Yeah. And, and we as a, a society have been on, undersold by importing so many products for so long but it's just you know wh where is the manufacturing coming back to ohio one's manufacturing coming back to the states for products that do make people happy uh as as manufacturers and as consumers you know like what happened to detroit when it was uh, a shame to drive a non-american car in that town because you knew you were taking jobs away from your neighbors you know i'm someone that likes uh american-made guitars uh i have a couple that aren't obviously but when I play one of those guitars, I feel pride in knowing that this is supporting the the place that has supported me and given me opportunity in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so 
yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Like, there's the 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 idea that I mean, like the the pandemic really highlighted how far behind we've fallen when it comes to being able to provide for our own selves as a country that that does sort of you know individualism and pull yourself up by your bootstraps we don't yeah. even have boots on anymore we've we've <laughs> we've fucking yeah we've we've sent all of our boots overseas you know like we don't have boots anymore and then the boots that we do have isn't enough and we were still dependent and still and even with these like tests that we're waiting for these these covid tests that we were promised there's a shortage because we don't make them ourselves and it's fucking we're waiting for our enemies to provide it for us so it's like Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Um, we're also telling our kids you have no value without a college degree or yeah. a, a white collar job. It's yeah. like that's that's why again, I, I you know I, I went to college. I got a degree in marketing. I enjoyed my experience. Um, I think the the cost of of well the value of what I paid for is not there when you look at the cost. Yeah. And when you look at kids that are trying to live the American dream and pull themselves up from destitute situations and escape perpetual poverty, it's so mind-boggling that they're about to put themselves, you know, eighty thousand debt uh, at the drop of a hat, with everyone telling them to do so, with no idea of how they're going to get rid of that debt in the long term. You're going to die with that debt. Your kids are going to inherit that debt. Mm. You know, we're, we're eradicating the the middle class and the jobs that provide a means to an ends uh, by telling all these kids that you either need to make it and be a Jeff Bezos or be a cog. You know. <laughs> Just, yeah, just live in, just live in it, and, and just accept it. Think of anti-monopsony policy as the antidote to gouging and landlord scumlording. I see. Um, so we we would have more of a control on uh, because we're voting with our dollar that's provided for us, right? So so we're able to support the companies. Um, that we, by our dollar, we're able to support the companies and those companies will live on because of how we voted with the income that's provided to us. Um, you know, I, that, that all sounds interesting. I think that sounds all great. But then there is that idea that, you know, what, what of inflation, if we saw what happened over this last couple of years when we did sort of institute a, a UBI, we saw the outcome of that is what we're living in currently. Um, so how do you mitigate something like inflation um, when you're just making all this money and, you know, in the dollar devalues and, you know, like how how does that happen? I mean, it's 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 going to call for a whole restructuring of how we do business, and I think that's part of the great reset. Is like <laughs> I think it's like talking about you know this digital currency that uh, that we can go forward and 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 <laughs> and now they have complete control because they want to take over cryptocurrency. I mean, they already kind of have captured it over local manufacturing. Well, what happened to local manufacturing? I mean, local manufacturing is dying because we uh, we shut down the country. I mean, we took out what was it? What was the amount of local businesses that died? Like small businesses? It was like such sixty percent range. It was like a sixty percent of small businesses gone forever, and that's local manufacturing. Understanding the whole supply. Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm a fucking idiot musician out here in Ohio, but it's like, but still, there. But I, I, I can see it enough to understand. You know, there's different aspects that have to play in order for things to keep going. I don't know the ins and outs, of course, but local manufacturing I know has suffered greatly because of these last couple of years. And who has gained the most? 
Amazon, Walmart, all these mm-hmm. big companies are only getting bigger while the middle is sort of shrinking down in local lanes. So how do we, you know, how do we provide a UBI without inflation and without local manufacturing? And I think there's something else to be said about like, you know, corporations have this idea of indefinite growth. Like yes. they, they just want to do better year in, year out. And now with the um, with the investment market, you know, everyone believes that they should have, you know, the passive income of their capital growing more and more every day. And and that's a race to the finish line. If you have more, you're gonna win that game every single time. Yeah. And then you start to have issues with with insider trading and things like that that we're hearing about in the governments. Like those are those are runaway trains for problems. Mm-hmm. But like as someone that I know what I go into work for. I make a certain amount. I know what that money goes toward. I reinvest in my business. I'm not that conf- concerned with with passive income at the end of the day because I'd rather just make it for what I do and have that money retain its value. But you have to be concerned with passive income because you know that inflation is going to put you at a deficit at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, isn't that the the shame that we're seeing that the dollar you just worked that last hour for is worth less now that the hour is done because you're going into this next aspect of it. It's like, you know, our, our grandparents' generation that um, I'm sure your grandparents were probably veterans. They came back. They had a family of six, which who knows how fucking expensive that is. Yeah. And, you know, like my grandpa went around selling calendars to churches wow. and made a living off of that. Wow. But, but like, you know, where's that job anymore? You know, where's the companies that allow someone to survive on income like that and actually provide a service by by localizing what that's going to be. Right. And and it's, it doesn't exist. I mean, especially now. I mean, like, if you, now you can just order all the things you want. And my friend, okay, so, like, this is how amazing fucking making music in the new, in the new world is, is fucking, I asked my friend in the morning. It was, like, 7 a.m. And for, for him, it was, like, fucking 4 a.m. For me, it was, like, 7 a.m. Because I'm a psychopath, and I'll just get up early and just go. And, and, and I text him because at that moment, I just got this idea, like, oh, my God, this is the only person that can do this guitar solo i need this guitar solo and so like i text him um he responds by like nine his time he's like okay i'm down what do i need to do by by three o'clock p.m his time he has he ordered a uh, uh an interface from amazon he downloaded reaper and by 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 the evening i had a copy uh, i had a a version of what his idea was for the song like that's how amazing it is but you can just order a, a fucking interface and have at, at noon and have it by 5 p.m i mean like who can compete with that shit who can compete yeah. with fucking you know order at noon have it by five have the song out by the evening it's like it's hard to it's hard to imagine and have the capital to get to that point and it just seems like there there there's a lot working against people who would even be able to try to get to that you know like i don't know where that goes and and you know it's it's convenient that we can do it in that kind of time Hmm. but um but at times it also it it makes us less patient it 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 ruins your ability to sit down and read a chapter of a book because you could easily listen to that audio on an audio format faster than you could read it yourself. It's mm-hmm. like we are we're losing skills out of convenience. You know the the skill of interacting with uh, a studio owner to go in there and track that part yeah. to send it to you a week later. 
which does mitigate costs to some extent. And again, like you want to lower the barriers to entry, especially when it comes to art, yeah. because there's a medium that is so cathartic and it should be available to everybody. But um, but it, it just it runs us into a conundrum of like, what do we expect to be um, to be given to us to be available to, available to us at all times, rather than being satiable and saying. Today is enough because I got up. I know I have enough water to get through the day. I know I'm going to get a good meal or two, and I'm going to go to work and and do my part in trying to add to this. Yeah, yeah. When's enough enough, folks? When's enough enough? Um. So you uh you have a you're working on a new album, which is uh, but but you have an album out now, which which please. It, when did that come out? Your last album. I'm sorry. I so actually, this EP comes out on January 28th. Got gotcha. released the first two singles, um, and then we're we're pretty much sticking with an EP format up until we do this live album in March. And the intention of that being that. You know, four to five songs is a lot more manageable on my desk at once than eleven or twelve songs. I feel you, and and I feel like compartmentalizing compartmentalizing them like that allows me to standardize certain parts of the process. Like, mm. I'm bringing my drummer for one day of tracking. We're gonna do these four songs. Um, I have a 2012 MacBook that can't handle that much more than that. So here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's yeah. So we're doing things like that. Um, I yeah. probably have four or five of those EPs kind of lined up and and ready to track or start working on demos. Do you have that and much material this, together? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you are you pretty? Prolific? I got a lot of shitty songs as well. If you like an EP of shitty songs, <laughs> is like, it, are you, you, we all got run off. Are you like Prince? You just have like all these like hitters and then like a fucking vault full of shitters. <laughs> Dude, it, isn't it what? It's like you dig into Prince's vault and you're like. There's there's not a lot of garbage in here. Now, admittedly, there's some garbage yeah, in there. Yeah. But um but like they released this version of and, and Prince is probably my my favorite artist. Him and him and Paul are the two greatest songwriters of all time. My pretty opinion. pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh but they, they released this version of I Feel For You, which is innately a Chaka Khan hit mm-hmm. that he sold to her, but it's on the the Prince uh self titled album. I got a copy I, I got a nineteen seventy eight pressing of this thing. It's so yes. nice. But it's it's the last song on the album, and it fucking bops on there. But then you hear this acoustic version, and you're like, "There's something that is in his hands and in his heart, and in in this uh, process that you can never get an AI to do." Yeah, you know, you can never get an AI to have that aha moment. Yeah, where everything just sticks. Have you ever listened to um, uh, N- Prince's 1983 piano and a microphone tour? No, I haven't. He never does this tour. I, I'm pretty sure there's no actual shows that happen from. But he was preparing to go out, and it's just as it sounds. It's all acoustic, him and a little baby grand, and like they have his foot mic'd, so you can hear Prince bopping along. And it's better than any kick drum you've ever heard. It's just this pretty wooden floor, and and the sexiest floor on the floor you've ever fucking felt. It will blow. You. Go listen to either um, uh, "Mary, Don't You Weep." Or seventeen days off of there, and it will put a smile on your face that will last longer than than any Viagra fueled orgasm ever will. I don't know where that tangent came from, but if we're doing Prince, it's got to be sexy. Uh, yo, Prince, I'm with you, man. I, I love Prince. I'm a huge fan of Prince, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you there. I I I do think that a lot of there is a lot of stuff that I'm not that into in his catalog, but there is so much that is so good. So I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna shit on him. I'm not gonna shit on uh, on the purple. 
uh, the Purple Prince, but you know. But you a, should be able to. You know what uh, I mean? Like that's the subjective side of it. That well, I mean, your opinion's valid because you, you're an independent listener. You're someone yes. that consumes it and says that one wasn't for me, man. Yeah, and and you know, like there's this whole the whole thing where he turned against the the LGBT community for for because of religion. That was weird, <laughs> but I'm not gonna hold it against his music. Yeah, you know, one of the most androgynous characters yes. of of musical history, but you know. It's it's maybe a mistake in in our eyes and maybe not in his. We don't have him to ask anymore. Uh, we should be able to separate our artists from the art though, yeah. and the contributions they make. I agree. In, in the same way that like, you know, OJ played some mean football out there. <laughs> he did. Turns out he was pretty mean in real life. Okay, <laughs> enough said. Follow OJ on Twitter. That shit's crazy. <laughs> follow OJ on Twitter. Yeah, you, you do yourself a favor, folks, and go ahead and follow. Uh, Orenthal, or Orenthal, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think we should listen to me before we wrap up here and let you go on with it. I think we should listen to your latest single and um, and can you introduce this to us? Do we, you don't? Yeah, you, this, there, there's no video for this yet, right? No, no video for this okay. yet. Uh, we have one video out from the CP that is a song called "Colorful," which is probably the more rock side of the catalog. You know, everything I write tends to be somewhere between rock, funk, and soul. Uh, or at least that's my aim. I don't get to decide these things. You tell me what you think it is. Right. But this is the uh, the title track off this new EP. Uh, it is a song I'm very proud of. And it's a funk-fueled race to the finish line. Shake that ass. Get down how you want to, y'all. And, and Mike, thanks for your time today, man. Of it's course. been a pleasure. Oh, man, I've had a great time. Now, did you send me that? Or I have that. What? Wait a second, hold on. I think Christy sent that to me. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I Christy may have sent that to you. I, I should have had this queued up, everybody. Oh, it's all good, brother. We're gonna. Um, and also, I got tour dates out right now. Yes. Uh, this first quarter of the year, we're pretty much hitting four markets. We're going uh, directly north to your area, to the Toledo area this weekend. Uh, then we'll be in the Carolinas at the end of the month with the band. Next month, I'm going to be uh, in the north, north with the band. Uh, I'll be in the Boston area coming up, I think, in like April or so. So if you want to find info on that, go to mattwatersmusic.com, y'all. Yeah, make sure y'all are doing that. And and I dropped the – Bonnie dropped the link in the show – or in the fucking link. Uh, okay, so we are going to play Impatient. Is that what you just introduced? Yes, sir. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You're fine, bro. Like ass, everybody. I'm doing like 20 things at once here, folks, but I, I love it. So we're going to – Hit him with Ric Flair one more time then. Fuck it. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go silent you guys and let's listen to this song and you can watch us jam out. And I can't tell you once him Like a black other with a fringe, took off a hinge. Like a door swinging round and round and round. And I should have seen it coming. But I know you knew what you wanna wear Lay down, no sound, but now Zero to one hundred How the evening escalates Not gonna wait It just takes a taste To make me impatient Even when my eyes are closed My answer know just when to go Cause the top to the bottom what's got him on and i think i'm a fan of what i'm seeing with the fans swinging from the ceiling if you're back your thief who's hot yo who's hot yo stealing on the evening 
We lost our guest, but that's okay. Matt Waters, everybody, give him a round of applause. Hey, Matt Waters, hey. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Matt. I don't know what happened there. Maybe he left. Maybe he was like, this song is too funky. I got to just go do something with it. Uh, Matt Waters, everybody, had a great conversation. Um, he was just too impressed with that dope-ass song. He was. He was just too impressed with his own music, everyone. He just couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. He had to go. Uh, uh, you know, let me let me go ahead and say thank you to Matt, and, uh, you know, thank you for all that stuff. Uh, we didn't get a good proper goodbye. I feel like we didn't get a good proper goodbye, and, and now I feel like... Uh, we lost out a little bit. Hold on. I'm going to say thank you in our Instagram here. Instagram. Um, uh, hold on. I should say, I don't know what happened, but thank you for coming on. I'll be in touch in regards to the audio release there we go too humble didn't even want the praise <laughs> womp womp uh okay oh he's coming back he's coming back everybody he's coming back he's coming back he he's not he's not gonna he's not leaving it like that he's not leaving it like that we're gonna bring him back in he uh he he, he hold on let me get back over here Gosh. There is. We, we just assumed it's, that it was too funky and you were too humble to say goodbye. No, what really happened is we got too close to the truth, Alex. You got to understand the compost should be 70-30 plastic and fluoride. Um, you know, Mac's been on my trail for a little while now. Not Apple at large, just the Mac community. So I will be switching to Dell that soon. Is, Dell is it. There you go, folks. Everyone, go ahead and switch to Dell. And everyone, go ahead and uh, uh, go and check out that that now that that single is that out currently? Is that available for streaming? That is currently out, streamable on all the major platforms. Uh, if it's not on the platform that you like to stream, I will send it to you personally. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't post it other places, thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, folks. And, and in that link tree, you'll be able to find plenty of places to find. Uh, where to stream Matt's music and uh, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you're following up, checking out his tour dates. And, you know, I just feel like we should run some tour dates just for fun, just just because I want to make sure. I, I do want to come to this show. Hold on, let me see. Um, uh, um, there it is. Okay, so this is Sir. this is the 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 dates right here. Monday, mon it's, uh, let's see, when is this? Thursday. Uh, it's 7. I won't be able to go because I work. 
at the Damn. place. I well, know. So not on there is uh, I'm at the Village Idiot on Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. Now, are you doing an acoustic or you have the whole band? That's going to be acoustic. I'll be back in February with the band. I and, believe that's February 20. Uh, it should be somewhere on there, like 24th or something like that. Back the at the Idiot? At the end of the month. Oh, okay. Yeah, back at the Idiot. We might have to do that one because... Saturday, it's just it's just this whole fucking weekend is terrible. So what? So you're gonna be back in February. So everyone, look at the fucking dates. Look at them. I don't yeah, know. If they, they're they on just, I, I'm gonna make sure I update them after this. If any of y'all go to check that out, yeah. I'm sorry for slacking on my end. Nah. But uh, oh, but I'm I'm gigging all the time. Reach out if you want to know any other dates or uh, let me know if you host house concerts or anything like that. Always yeah. looking to make friends. I want to get down. Yeah, baby. Um, we will have a a crazy band that last weekend in February. Nice. One of my best friends, my bass player, Mr. Johnny Disco, is a monster on that that four string guitar. Johnny and Disco. Uh, and we have my, my drummer Nick Hacks. It'll be a good ass time. He is he the one who had that solo? I think I seen like a fly ass solo in one of your videos that was just like a live video. He was just ripping. Is is that him? If if you see a large man playing bass, I mean a big dude. That's uh, Johnny Disco. Okay, okay. I think he said April. Uh, you're you, where you when you playing in Boston? You said t- near so. April. I'm gonna be in the Boston area most likely in. Let me see here on the calendar. Looks like I'm going up there with the band in. In June, there you go, there yes, you go, sir, Vision. Yes, Keep it, put it in your in your in your in your in your pocket pocketbook. What? Put it. In if you your, have a pocketbook, write that shit down. Write Come that on. shit. Small font. Small font, baby. Leave room for other things. That ain't your whole night. No, no, no. Matt Stay Waters, cryptic, y'all. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your honesty and your openness. Like that, that, that always means a lot to me when artists come on and 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 tell the truth on on how they really feel. Because sometimes you know artists will come on and, and and you know I'm not hating on them. I understand. Thank you so much for those those all the subs. Thank you so much, Mighty Money, for all those gifted subs. I saw them all. I'm sorry that I didn't say thank you. I'm such a jerk. But thank you for those gifted subs to International Space Bacon and Becca. Thank you so much, Mighty Money. You're the shit. Um, so yeah, I I really do. Well, shout out to you, Mike, for for putting this thing together, man. That running a show like this is not easy. It takes a lot of love. It's desperate to stay consistent Ooh. and to keep grinding on that, and especially as a parent. Uh, I'm sure a friend of many and an artist yourself, Thank that you. is uh, a very, very kind gift that you give us all, man. Hey, I appreciate that too, man. And and I just, you know, I'm, I, I just I just want to talk to folks and I just want to know what other artists do. And like, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to find out, man. Just well, I'll send to you know. some friends of mine that I would definitely love to be interviewed and I'll make sure they oh. drink some Robitussin before they come on <laughs> if you want to get down with it. Please do. If you do have any friends or anybody that you think would be a good fit for this show, please send them my way. I'm always looking for guests and that goes for anybody in chat or anybody listening on the podcast. If you were interested in coming on the show, hit me up. We speak English good at gmail.com. All right. All right, baby. Oh my God, that was so loud. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, everybody. Matt Waters, everybody. Give him a round of applause. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. Have a good rest of your day, my friend. I'll be in touch. (laughs) 
Thank you, Matt, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your presence here and for sharing your truths. I, I, I just uh, I appreciate you, my friend. Everybody, make sure you go and support Matt. He has a Instagram. He has a Spotify. And he has all kinds of music out there. He has his new single called Impatient and an album dropping soon. I'm sorry, Matt, that I, don't, I forgot the date. I'm, the, I'm just terrible at these things. But I love you. And I would, I would love to have Matt back on the show. Matt is such, was such a great guest. I can't complain. Uh, and thank you to Christy over at PR, uh, Noteworthy PR, for setting that up. We have a ongoing relationship with Noteworthy PR, and um, those guys are awesome. Christy Rose and. Uh, and the whole crew over there so all right guys that is it i gotta go i got a refrigerator repairman out in the kitchen i got i gotta go you know i don't know i don't gotta do that but i also have to make buttermilk pancakes so you know i got shits to do i gotta feed a whole slew of people so i'm gonna make some pancakes for them so all right guys uh, I, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you guys back here for the 400th episode with John Sparrow of the Violent Femmes. All right, baby booze. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Bye.